0: people this is gary horde and this is this is pro wrestling it's the podcast celebrating the past present future history legacy and tradition of the greatest sport of all time we're talking about professional wrestling here on this show it's sunday night rob's rocking the national treasure the champ is here there's so much to talk about this week we got a Fire show lined up for you. I'm not even kidding. You have no idea what's coming. I feel I feel anxious for everybody. So I hope that you're sharing this. I hope you put it out on the Twitter, on the Instagram, all the TikTaks, whatever you got. Put it out there because this show is going to be a good one, and it's our first show under our new brand name. This is Pro Wrestling. Of course, it's the same bearded trio, the same lovely facial hair you've always loved before. It's me, Gary Horn. And I'm joined, as always, by Will Martin. Hey, Will. Hey, I'm here. We made it. We did. (laughs) Looks like we made it. Look
1: how far we come, my baby. still Rob's move.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Rob, there he is. The doctor, (laughs) Rob Stinson, is here, as always. What's What's up, up, baby?
2: We bust up in that club, man. And I'll be back there on the back road the whole night doing this. Tanya just rolling up on it, man. Just like,
0: like that. She does that thing. Boom. I love it, man. I'd like to confirm that uh, we were held up a bit at the beginning of this show, and it was because of me. Yeah. I will deny that it was because of number two, although Rob put that in the chat. It actually mm-hmm. was a whiskey-related incident, though. Number I can't three. confirm that. Number three.
1: <laughs> well, to be, to be fair, you number did like <laughs> to be fair, you did act like when it happened that you crapped yourself, so we weren't sure.
0: Well, for those of you who don't know, I had a specific whiskey glass I've used for a very long time. Had my initials on it. it was given to me by my father. Uh, oh, dude, you didn't say that jump before we. Now, now I feel like it's yeah, pretty important. No, Listen, for for the record, I think he probably found them at like a Salvation Army or something. I don't know, but <laughs> well, <laughs> he yeah, gave man, it to you me off the
2: we had a whole conversation <laughs> with the AM about that glass, dude. You didn't mention that. Now I feel terrible.
0: So anyway, that glass just randomly, like as I was putting some ice, there was some ice that wasn't quite going all the way down. I like tapped it a few times, and the freaking side of the glass broke off, and so now it's ruined.
1: You got to quit drinking, out, bro.
0: I know. Kind of had to go get a new whiskey glass, and that's what's happening tonight. I hey, want a Christmas wait, gift idea, bro. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Oh man, Roxas says, says I can hear an old school deep voice Vince McMahon now. This is Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I like it. Well, That's what we should do. Um, I should I'll I'll call him and see if we can get him to do that. I want to give a quick shout out at the top of the show to Front Row James Lawrence, the nation show. Uh, who was very kind to show us the Tyson fight, by the way. Uh, Brian Rosa, who was taking early bets on if we'd start on time. We didn't. Congratulations to those of you who Brian's <laughs> bet. Uh,
1: Everyone. Uh,
0: R- Ryan Romano's in the chat. Uh, we've got who else? Who else? Rock says, of course, in the chat. And uh, so many others. Thank you so much. Woodland Goblin is there. We appreciate every single one of you. Here's what we're going to do. We're trying to get things more streamlined for you. So just to give you an idea, uh, right up top, here's what's happening. We're now called This Is Pro Wrestling. Now, we're slowly transitioning over into this thing. You know how it is. Uh, we're,
1: bro, do you have are like a we, red lobster but, bag? What is that? Are we bothering you again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: dinner time, bro. Keep talking.
0: Oh man. This is pro wrestling. Whiskey glasses would make an excellent Christmas gift. Uh, the nation show. I saw that in the chat there. Uh, so here's the deal. So we've decided that we talk too much about every kind of wrestling. We love the NWA. Obviously the NWA will always be our baby, but if you didn't tune in last week, uh, Dr. Red Tyler, welcome. Uh, we are trying to branch out. We love talking about all kinds of wrestling and not just like brand name pro wrestling like the WWE or the AEW, although that will be included here. We're trying to branch out into other independent companies that you may or may not be aware of that we think deserve more exposure. That not only includes the National Wrestling Alliance, but we're talking about a mission pro wrestling. We're talking about... Uh, United Wrestling Network. We're talking about even companies like Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and MLWT companies that you know you don't see every day on your mainstream. We want to like try to catch them all and give you everything you need to know. Here's the main thing that I want to say about this: is that what we want to try to do is make this thing valuable to you. You listening, you watching right now. Uh, it is going to be all about. We've narrowed it down. We think we've got what we need. You're not the normal mainstream fans. If you're watching this right now, you are either people who want to learn more about professional wrestling or you're the old school fan who just appreciates appreciates some context to your pro wrestling. You're sick and tired of people ignoring the history and legacy and tradition of professional wrestling. And so we're going to try to – uh, capitalize on both of those markets right now. That sounds like marketing talk, and I'm not really trying to do that. I'm just saying we're trying to help both of you because what we want to do is I think that our old school fans would like to get back into pro wrestling and we've talked about it we think there's a lot of lapsed fans that want to get back into pro wrestling we also think there's new people that don't know anything about pro wrestling and we think all those people could get along and we can do a show here and create a community here that has the best fans that can help all of those things happen so We're going to talk about professional wrestling, everything that's going on, but the most important things we think are going on. We're going to talk about that in context to the historical nature of professional wrestling, but also in a way that we hope we can bring new people in and teach them how this is important and what's happening, if that all makes sense. Guys, am I explaining this properly as to what we all discussed? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I'll point out, too, I mean, you know, there's a wide world of wrestling out there, so we're not going to cover all of it in in one live stream. Uh, I see Ryan Romano in the chat is doing a great job of pointing out some of his favorite promotions. That's where you guys come in. Let us know. Uh, even all throughout the week on Twitter, tag us in news articles, tag us in uh, different posts of stuff that we should be aware of, stuff that you want us to talk about in the world of professional wrestling so that we can kind of constantly be um, you know, hearing from you guys. Because we say it all the time, but this show, it's not just about the three of us getting to speak this is this is a community and you guys are just as much a part of that as we are so uh obviously here in the chat during the streams but as i said all throughout the week on twitter facebook wherever uh you're connected with us um you know tag us send us some links feel free to dm us say hey check out this event you should cover this um and we'll take all that into consideration because we we just want this to be as gary said just a hub for just great intelligent you know professional wrestling that's what we want to do
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, when you when you look at the broader uh, what we've called the hashtag NWA fam, and I'm talking about Nation Show, I'm talking about J-Cal, I'm talking about RJ. You're looking at the most intelligent uh, pro wrestling uh, community out there, and that's what we want to. That's what we want to celebrate. That's what we want to continue on. That's what we want to build on.
0: That's it, man. Uh, we just we just want to create the best wrestling community for everybody to join. We know that WWE has their own community going on, AEW has their own community going on, going on. There, there's other like small the smaller promotions have their own uh, the they, they have their own communities, but we're hoping to be able to combine to create like a big community where everybody can talk about all of the wrestling they love and maybe somebody can find their favorite wrestling through this community that would be great because there's a different flavor for everybody uh so we appreciate everybody who shares this stuff in your facebook groups on your twitter on your instagram everywhere that's a that's a big deal for us we want to make sure that uh we cover all of that so here's the deal where we're at right now is what we're going to do starting tonight uh shout out mr troy of the chat thank you so much for joining us uh we want, to, we want to create a new show starting on Sundays where we're going to encapsulate everything that's gone on in the week. We're going to have different segments. We're talking about things we want to put over from the week, things we want to bury from the week. Uh, we're going to talk about our top prize fight matches from the week. These are all highlights for a weekly digestions that you, you should go back and check out if you missed it, like things we think are worth you picking up on. And so we hope to – as we go on for weeks now, uh, incorporate you guys' opinion on the top matches of the week and that sort of thing. Things you want to talk about. So we're going to start reaching out to you to to tell us what are the the highlights of the week for you as wrestling fans. If you were like trying to explain professional wrestling to someone right now, what are the things you think they should look at? What do you think? What What do you think would draw them in and make them appreciate the sport even more? Uh, We're also going to be even including you in discussion later on in the show. We're going to be talking about, we'll have a whole segment called Falls Count Anywhere. And it's going to be strictly dealing with the chat that's here live with us on YouTube or questions that you've sent in to us. So we'll talk about more of that later. But just so you know, we're going to fully, this is a community. It's all about you guys, and not just about us. So these are all things to look forward to. We'll do our previews for the week, all of that stuff on Sunday nights. Also, no longer are we going to be appearing live every Tuesday night. We need to establish that up front here. Uh, we've loved covering UWN's primetime live. We love doing the after show. Unfortunately, life has gotten the better of us. We all have to work. It's a late night. On the East Coast, when that show ends, no knock on EWN. We love those guys. We love Todd Kennelly, Alyssa Marino, James Kincaid, Bulletproof Troop. We love all those people. We love everybody that competes on that show. We still want to cover it, and we will. But for now, we're going to start switching that over to Wednesdays. We're going to switch it over to Wednesdays at around 6 p.m. Eastern, right before your major shows Mm like – AEW Dynamite and uh, NXT. We're going to talk about everything that happened prior, uh, like a a half-week recap is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about kind of what happened on Monday Night Raw, what happened on EWN, what happened on AEW Dark. We're going to catch you up midweek, just like uh, we're going to reel it in and just kind of catch you up for the week and then come back on Sunday and do it again and talk about everything that was the best of that week. Does that all make sense? I feel like I've I've covered it all.
1: You got it. You nailed it, man. It's like you rehearsed it.
0: Oh, well I did. I (laughs) did. Oh man. So hopefully that timing works out for you guys. If not, the shows are going to be on our YouTube channel and on our podcast feed. You're going to be able to watch them all later. So it doesn't even matter. We'd love to have you here live and we're grateful for everybody who does that but uh this will this will just make it an easier schedule for a lot of us i think and uh we'll just uh we'll just start rolling with that and see how that goes okay Woo. and uh let's see here before we head into the next part of the show I want to give a shout out to John Farmer in the chat thank you so much for being here buddy we appreciate you sir and everything you've given to the pro wrestling in- industry without even knowing it and uh there it is john farmer thank you uh, all right let's see here wednesday and sunday brian rosa that is correct that's what we're going to shoot for now earlier on wednesdays actually trying to get ahead of the uh the aew and dynamite thing i think we're we might step on mlw a little bit but we understand if some of you got to catch it live and it's just it's just the way it has to be i think Think it's just gonna be best for everybody if we pick up that show. Uh also, oh god, help me. Phil Talk Sports is here, and he pointed out NWA Shockwave. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can't uh forget that. So NWA Shockwave starting up. That's all part of it, actually, is that it's just gonna make it so much easier. There's Tuesdays is now a hot night for wrestling, and we want to just be able to just tackle all of it. We've all been enjoying AEW Dark. Now, NWA is coming back. UWA Primetime Live is happening. We want to give it all the credit it deserves. And so that's what we're going to start doing on Wednesdays. All right. So that out of the way, let's jump into our very first segment that we've created for you folks. It's called In The Loop. You may have noticed a uh, short pause there, but that's because Will looked like he was readying for something, and I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna throw it on, and we didn't talk about it beforehand, so that was just me thinking. Like, looks like he's reaching for it. I don't know. I don't want to hit it if he's hitting it. You know, uh,
1: you, you, me, you, me, you, huh, <laughs> huh. All me, right. Me. <laughs> I'll all do right, it so- from here on. I'll do it from here on out. Just we'll establish that.
0: <laughs> that's great all right so now we know will's going to be doing it from here on uh let's see so in the loop for those of you who don't know already in the loop is a segment we use to talk about all of the latest wrestling news we think is we think it's important for you to know and so uh not a lot this week actually to jump right into but uh one of the things that we uh had pop up is our one of our big favorite wrestlers is uh the uh, national treasure nick aldis and in case you missed it uh the fights already happened but he was on a huge panel on uh saturday night i believe uh talking about the roy jones jr mike tyson fight and uh rob actually turned me on to this i think nick did announce it on the show but rob uh it, it kind of gave it an interesting feel to this tyson roy jones jr thing with nick aldis showing up right
2: I mean, we have been talking about prize fighting for for a long, long time. I mean, if you know Nick Aldis, one of the things that he really identifies with is the whole war surrounding like Rocky and Apollo Creed. And uh, I really love the fact that what they included him on this panel specifically because he is an expert in prize fighting. That's how they introduced him. He's the NWA World's Champion, and he knows how to build a prize fight. And uh, he came in to add that perspective. They also introduced him as a boxing expert. And, uh, and, and when you are you know, a former gladiator, when you're a former Impact World Champion, when you're the current NWA World Champion, you know a thing or two about prize fighting. And I think he provided excellent analysis. And uh, he was on there with Matt Stryker, another pro wrestler who, uh, who understands that whole, uh, that whole pro wrestling uh, or prize fighting vibe. Uh, in addition to a, a couple of uh, you know more specific boxing-oriented commentators, but uh, Nick gave some fantastic analysis. I think I was right online with him. He incidentally was the only one on the panel, if I remember correctly. Maybe Stryker did, but I think he was the only one of the, on the panel four to predict Mike Tyson to win this thing. And I know we're going to get into this later, but the champ knows what he's talking about. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, um this was uh this was just a cool moment for the hashtag NWA fam, I think, just seeing Nick Aldis show up on this panel. This is very cool. Um just uh hearing his analysis. I don't know why I slurred that so much. A bit of the whiskey's already hitting. Um for Contextually, the cool part of this for me was just the idea that Nick Aldis, uh, you know, I don't know how much of a boxing expert he is, but I will say that, you know, he te- he tells the story often in different interviews uh, that, you know, when Billy and Dave Lagana contacted him initially about the uh, NWA, one of the things was he had just come off of watching uh, paying for a couple of boxing pay-per-views. And so when they talked to him about wrestling and what he looked for in wrestling, uh, he, he actually mentioned, Hey man, I just, I just picked up like two pay-per-views for boxing. It's been forever, but I just did it. And I haven't been paying attention except that I just wanted to see these fights because I cared about these guys involved and I wanted to see prize fights. So, You know, not that we want to take full credit for the prize fight thing, because that's initially where it comes from. Nick Aldis pitched that idea to Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana when they started the NWA, that that's what he hoped to see out of professional wrestling. And that's essentially become what we've hoped to see in wrestling since then. So uh, cool to see that come around full circle for Nick Aldis to show up on a panel discussing a huge boxing match uh, with Iron Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr next up on the list i had uh i just wanted to mention this uh you know and, and i don't mean any disrespect i'm not a huge knowledgeable person about this this man but bob Ryder is a pioneer of internet wrestling news and one of the founders of tna wrestling uh he was found dead in his home on 11/25 uh he passed away due to natural causes uh he had had cancer um, and been on heavy chemotherapy uh he had just turned 64 um so i just wanted to throw his name out there. Uh, some of you may be familiar with Bob Ryder. Uh, we saw multiple, multiple uh, talent in the professional wrestling world uh, issue their sentiments to the family of Bob Ryder.
2: That's the thing, Gary. Yeah, this is, was not a man who sought the spotlight for himself. He spent his life putting other people over for uh, elevating the sport, lifting up um, the talent and just the outpouring of support that you see uh, uh, surrounding this gentleman, it's, it's very touching. And this just tells you when you've got somebody that's made an impact, a real impact, and that's, there's no pun intended there. Um, the, the, the evidence is just there in the outpouring of love and, and compassion that you see in social media. This was a gentleman who was a real difference maker in a lot of people's lives, including the lives of many people that are important to us, like the champ, Nick Aldis and, and others. Uh Bob Ryder was a great man. He was important to the industry. He will be missed. And the fact that we can't pinpoint, you know, the the value that he has just shows how humble this man was because this guy, trust me, he had inestimable value and he will be missed.
0: Absolutely. Um, Just just wanted to make sure that he got, uh, you know, for whatever little bit we provide and bringing recognition to his name. We wanted to make sure to do that here tonight. Um, Clearly, when somebody impacts those around you or those people you respect and the views you appreciate, um, you know that that was a great man. Like Rob said, Um, the uh, other bit of news we had here is uh, Billy Corgan's in WNT. NWA announced a new weekly show on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. That's news for us and for you and for everybody. Uh, It's uh, NWA Shockwave. Uh, Now, the show supposedly taped at Thunder Studios in Los Angeles in conjunction with the weekly Tuesday night UWN shows. Not enough or not a lot is known about those shows. Um, It appears that um, these may have been shows taped during those primetime live tapings, but... Either way, they've announced talent. Supposedly, I mean, in the press releases I've seen, I mean, it's talking about Camille and Tom Latimer and uh, Nick Aldis and uh, just everybody, Aaron Stevens, just everybody you can think of. So, uh, the uh, is it NWA AfterShock? Is that what it's called? Shockwave. shockwave. Is it Shockwave? Uh, somebody said <clears throat> AfterShock in the chat, so I was just making sure I wasn't off. So, okay, all right. So the anyway. This, this is a new show coming out with the NWA. We're all going to learn. We're all going to find out. We, as uh, having our uh, This is the NWA show, uh, you know, y- you'd think we'd know, but they didn't send us a press release. So, so we changed our name out of spite. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just kidding. <laughs> By the way, this is the NWA. We'll still be around. We're gonna. We've got some ideas for how we uh, approach this. as the NWA? The the NWA is always going to be our baby, so we'll always have that. That's um,
2: right, Gary. Gary I, I'll, I'll highlight that. I mean, we're we're still the home of this is the NWA. That's still very much integral to what we are, and we have programming that is specifically NWA oriented. Uh, but yeah, thank you for pointing that out.
0: Yeah, I want to make sure people don't think we just completely skip the narrative, but. You know, since we're not officially licensed by or a part of the brand of NWA, we've just decided, and since there's other things we like to talk about, it just, you know, we want to be able to talk about Mission Pro Wrestling, and, you know, that's not NWA, so we want to, although they feature NWA talent, that sort of thing, we just want it to make sense. We celebrate all of professional wrestling. Uh, Moving on. The only other news I had here on the docket, gentlemen, was there was a COVID test positive from the last Impact tapings. few wrestlers were notified to get checked due to a positive, but were not told who it was. Others in the company were not notified. One wrestler noted that most of the wrestlers were not told, and they were very hot having to hear the news through gossip. The wrestler was believed to be a part of a group of several people who all traveled together and were tight. The company has been lucky up to this point with no positives since they have done all o- only done temperature checks and not testing a practice that should have been changed to testing. what's it became clear that WWE had major problems from the same policy. One wrestler noted to us that they were only were the only major company not testing, which they felt was very irresponsible. That comes courtesy of Fightful, I believe, just to give them credit. But uh, interesting news there. First uh, positive in impact wrestling, some, Places are still feeling the effects of all of that. Everybody seems to have like kind of a lockdown protocol on how to deal with this now. So it's interesting to hear of a company uh, apparently still not having that down uh, on how they they escaped that and not letting the talent know. That's very weird.
1: Yeah, this has been a this whole COVID thing. I mean, w- when it first started back in March and April, uh, we were talking about a lot, you know, WWE dropped the ball a lot and uh, were, we're an easy target. But you know, it, it's one of those things that a, a lot of these restarts that have happened with Impact and uh, MLW, Ring of Honor, stuff like that. These guys are, are going to have to they can't just jump back into business as usual. You know, they're they're uh, they're going to have to take some major precautions. Um, so, you know, it, it's unfortunate. I was trying to find um, a news article because I've seen something related to that where Ethan Page had to cancel a bunch of independent bookings because he might've been in contact and that, that might come back to that impact uh, deal that you're mentioning right now. But yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's just a reminder that, you know, still got to be careful, still got to have that protocol and and make sure everyone's one's safe and protected.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're pretty close to a vaccine coming out, possibly even next month, supposedly, depending on who you hear it from. So uh, there's some chances uh, that... This is all going to turn around uh, eventually, but until then, better to be safe than sorry, I think. All right, and that's going to do it for the uh, keeping you in the loop. Boys, what do we decide what's next? Is it going to be our uh, prize fights? Is it going to be... Uh, putting it
2: over, right? Or I don't could, know, Was the prize fights?
0: We could put it over going into the break. we got a very special guest for our Burying It segment. That yeah, Ross let's, calls, do uh,
2: let's do prize fights, Sam. All right.
0: So uh next up we're gonna talk about the prize fights of the week. Hit it, Will. Oh, that is beautiful. Why did Where did away? Rob go? I don't know. Why did Rob go away?
1: <laughs> He's like I'm done. I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get this down, folks. I don't know what the <laughs> hell Rob's doing, but
1: <laughs> he just ran away, man.
0: Rob nothing
1: he's trying to get out of it all right whatever
0: okay well rob rob will just continue to be that picture i'm gonna do nope nope that's not helping (laughs) rob i all right anyway so we'll just do this till rob decides to come back i don't know what (laughs) stupid uh all right So anyway, these are the prize fights of the week. So as you know, we'd like to keep a focus on prize fight wrestling. And every single week, this is the part that eventually you guys are all going to be a part of. We want you to be a part of the deal. Rob, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. That's what's up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay. We're trying to be professional here.
0: Yeah, we're trying. Uh, Trying. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Number two, man. As, uh, Joe, oh, He private messaged us. He had to PP. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <here we> are. <laughs> anyway. Um, so look, you wouldn't like us if we weren't still us. So let's not be completely professional, I guess. All yeah. right. So here we are. Prize fight wrestling. What it's going to be is our favorite matches of the week. Now, Right now, these are going to be our personal, the Beardy Trio's favorite matches. We consulted with each other and gathered together and did a point system, whatever. We came up with five of our best matches for the week. Matches we think anybody who's interested in wrestling would do well to go check out for this week. Uh, That said, coming up in future weeks, when we have more time to think about it, we want to start hearing from you guys. We want you to drop in what matches you like. When you see a match, You've got to tell us, tell us what you dig, what you saw that you love, because that's going to help us know how to make our rankings and that sort of thing. We want to include you in this part of the show. Um, so anyway, uh, I guess this is a good time to point out, make sure you hit that like button and make sure to subscribe. The show is all about you guys. So please do that. If you haven't already, if you're watching right now and you're not in the chat, uh, there's an awesome live chat community and, uh, you know, they'd love to have you part of this discussion. But anyway, let's jump into number five on our top five prize fights of the week. Boys, we had Jay Briscoe versus EC3 on Ring of Honor. That match happened. That was an excellent match, I thought. Not a fan of the ending. Myself, I, Will, I know that you weren't. Uh, Rob, did you see this match? What? How would you feel about this one?
2: Same thing, man. Ending was... Uh, if, if you're... <clears throat> Practically everybody in our in our viewing audience here live knows about the ending. Okay, so I'm not going to add any, um, uh, you know, insight into this. The match was fantastic. The ending was crap, <laughs> and that's all I got to say about it.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> especially,
2: I'll, I'll, especially Briscoe and EC three. Like Briscoe is well, one of my absolute favorite tag team artists. EC three is one of the. I mean, they they deserved a better ending.
1: I I agree. I think they're going to get that better ending. That's the only consolation um, just based on, you know, what happened at the end and how commentary, you know, framed it up. We want to see a finish. I think we're going to, Um, but you know, the reason that I think this is on this list is because of the caliber of these two guys. I mean, you got EC three and you got Jay Briscoe two absolute legends when it comes to just like, professional wrestling, just gritty, like, you know, professional wrestlers and to have them go one-on-one, it's, it's kind of a dream match. I mean, when I first saw that it was coming up, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, this should be a main event. And they even said that on the show, they were like, this would be a main event anywhere. Um, And, and I love, I, I love the the story they gave it, you know, EC3 coming out. Um, uh a few weeks back and saying, you know, is honor real? And so, Jay Briscoe steps up to defend honor, but, you know, it just, I mean, they're telling a great story and, you know, it would just be almost a sin not to put this match in our first top five because it happened uh, despite the finish. So I love the match. I love both of these guys. I'm hopeful that um, we're going to see a a payoff uh, ultimately to this feud, but it it was a killer match.
0: Yeah. I think the trick here is, is that we, we love it because, these two guys are wrestlers that, despite how you feel about you know all the aspects you look at in the wrestling industry, like ways to rate or, or review someone, uh, these two guys, it, I think, and arguably, have uh, completed personas, characters, uh, styles, who they are as people. And I think that's what drives people to them. And they're almost too opposite ends of that it almost feels like jay briscoe coming in with this intensity this aggression this uh put up or shut up let's just do it i don't care who you are if you say you want to fight i'll fight ec3 with like this more cerebral approach to things and like i'm trying to work you out and uh i want to pinpoint like what it is about you and how i can break you down and that makes for an excellent uh conflict between the two and so that's the story they built up and hopefully that story will continue unfortunately this one did end up in a uh what was it like a no contest i think's how it really worked out
1: yeah no, I, think, I think ec3 won right because it was a did uh he, it was like a he didn't he didn't break oh the jay did
0: break yeah jay didn't <clears> break <throat> in the in the turbuckle. Yeah. yeah right that was the that was the, the the screw job finish
2: man but i like i like what will said about gritty i've never thought of ec3 as gritty I think of the brisk goes as gritty. You know what I mean? And um, I, to me, like this was a, this was a, uh, a matchup of like opposite ends. Cause I think a VC three is way more refined and uh, the brisk goes, both of them is way more gritty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah no i can see that and uh so it's just interesting seeing the dichotomy of these two guys going at it it's exactly the perfect kind of wrestling story you want to see in my opinion and uh these two guys brought it for the limited amount of time that they had it was lived up to it i was super into this match i was very disappointed when it was over but i do have to say even in the back uh we're still early in the evening so i won't quote him exactly but uh Quinn McKay did approach Jay Briscoe in the back. It was like, you know, EC3 is trying to shake your hand the whole time and he wouldn't shake his hand. Like, why? And he's like, because F him, that's why.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I did I did think that was really funny. You know, she she went to to Jay Briscoe of all people saying, you know, you're talking about honor. Like, was that really honorable? Like, when has Jay Briscoe, his, his gimmick been honorable? I mean, that dude yeah. is gritty.
2: He is. He is. I hear you, Will. But I think like there's there's always been a a sort of like a like a uh, I don't know like a a certain trashy nobility about the Briscoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I've always felt like there's there's still a sense uh, to me. Like one of the coolest things about Ring of Honor is that the code you do the handshake. Everybody does a handshake, and it's not like this is the the Briscoes' first day in Ring of Honor. They've done it. Mm Why is it this guy that suddenly you suspend? And and I'm a Briscoe guy. I've been saying for months I want these guys in the Crockett Cup. I want these I guys, you know. I'm a I tag
1: team him. guy, man. I, I can't yeah. I can't not love him.
2: You got to you gotta shake his hand, bro. I'm here telling you, you gotta shake his hand.
0: Well, well, fun. Rob, I, I'm actually gonna throw myself on your side a little bit that I do think there is this nobility that the Briscoes do have. I think what it is with EC3 is that he's been coming in. Saying there's no honor, there's no honor in professional wrestling. Where is their honor? Is honor even real? Yada, yada, yada. And for a guy like Briscoe, who, like you said, has been in Ring of Honor for all of this time with probably had so many other opportunities, he's just pissed. He's just kind of looking at this guy like, Who are you? Like, how can you walk in here and I like? There's no honor here. you don't even know us anymore. you left, you went off to the big leagues and you did your own thing. I've been here. Don't come in my territory talking like you know you know what's going on here. it's just it's he feels it's disrespecting him.
2: well, it, whatever Gary, I mean the honor is not is not it's not like contingent upon that the honor is the independent variable here. you know what I mean? The honor stands regardless of whether you got someone coming in trash talking or not. It's like, you know, as a as a as a person who lives, moves and breathes in civil society, I don't believe in violent protest. I don't care what the situation is. I'm not going to engage in violence regardless when it comes to, like, expressing my public opinions out there in in public discourse. When you're in ring of honor, you believe in honor. It doesn't matter who comes in. Whether you extend me honor or not, that's irrelevant uh, to whether or not I extend you honor. I'm going to give that to you regardless.
0: Oh, so if I'd have walked up at your Thanksgiving dinner and slapped your mama in the face, you'd have shook my head anyway and welcomed me to the table. That's
2: not the public discourse, bro. Then you're engaging in private matters. But if I'm just saying,
0: office, if you walk up in Ring of Honor wrestling and you talk about there's no real honorable people here, yes, there's, you know that.
2: Then that's- I shake your hand and show you. Here's
0: what you. Here's how we do it here. Okay. All right. Whatever. Uh, anyway, Briscoe.
1: This is so confusing because I thought you guys agreed, and I was I was the odd man out, and I'm now we just agreed listening for to y'all a minute.
0: <laughs> we agreed <laughs> yeah. for a minute.
1: And then you kept talking, Gary, and then Rob found something he didn't like.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that it sounds, sounds like my you made, wife. You, you made me drunk laughter. I was like. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. You got to quit smoking, bro.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, all right. So number four. Let's go to number four, Rob. You're going to have to defend this one, my brother, because number four on our prize fights of the week is in our first week as this is pro wrestling and talking about prize fight wrestling. Number four on our list is not a wrestling match. Somehow we ended up here, Rob, Rob, had ranked this highly, was very insistent, and ended up on this list. I was, like, iffy. I enjoyed it. I watched it. I had fun. But, Rob, somehow, Iron Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. ended up at number four on our top five prize fight wrestling matches of the week. <laughs> Will's doing the Iron Mike DX impersonation up there. That's
2: right. That's <laughs> right. Hey, thank you, Will. Hold on. Hold on. Let me get a bite of this and sausage. <laughs> Good point, Will. And that's that look like a
0: that little like a Holyfield year.
2: <laughs> yeah. Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., guys. This belongs in our prize fights of the week if we really believe in prize fighting. Okay. It's not like we're picking. Now let's not forget. There was about what four or five other matches on this card. One of them was really entertaining. A guy got knocked out. He's probably still knocked out, Nate Robinson. All right. But this one is particularly important. Why? Because it's Roy Jones Jr and Mike Tyson, two of the greatest prize fighters in the history of the world since the foundations of the world, man, since the foundations of the galaxy. You got it, you got to think that this deserves consideration. And I'm not saying, you know, every time there's a an MMA you know, card or every time there's a boxing match, we gotta cover it. But you gotta talk about it when it's relevant to the wrestling community. And this is relevant. Why is it relevant? I'm glad you asked, Gary. One, because Nick Aldis was asked to comment on this as a prize fighting expert, and he offered excellent analysis. Two, because the commentators, every single one of them in here were talking about pro wrestling the entire time. Three, the entire pro wrestling community was engaged in this. I sat there with a the nation show last night, had one of the times of my life looking at this match. Did we talk about wrestling? Yeah. You know why? Because it's relevant to us. This match was relevant. Four, both competitors, both Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson, have been involved in pro wrestling in some manner way shape or form will just pointed it out freaking mike tyson was a member of dx dude mike tyson nearly took chris jericho's head off a week ago and then last night we got to see something that we never thought would happen basically the equivalent of hulk hogan and rick flair in the 1980s we got to see the two greatest prize fighters of our time mike tyson and roy jones jr square off And I think Hulk
0: Hogan and Ric Flair, but I saw Iron Sheet uh, tweet out to Hulk Hogan that we're leaving money on the table if we don't do this. I say, make it happen, baby. Make it happen. I I say that sounds like a terrible idea, but okay. Um, Listen, I'm I'm with you. It was an excellent prize fight. And I watched Tyson Jones, and it was a blast. I had a good time watching that match. Like, I've become more and more over the last uh, four or five years a big fan of boxing. And I never thought I would be, but. I mean, I had only ever before several years ago watched Tyson fights because that was just, um, you know, culture. Like it was just part of the zeitgeist is that you watched Tyson fights when I was growing up. So you tried to go to your friend's house that had it or whatever. That was just a big deal. You had to see it. But that said uh it was cool it was cool the whole show was cool actually that uh logan paul or jake paul whichever paul that that was that was a cool match that knockout man that ko was badass but yeah the uh tyson roy jones jr definitely had the big fight feel going into it there were the introductions there was the commentary with Mauro manalo and uh and god snoop Dogg was fun fun as hell on the commentary and. It was good, man. And those guys—they were laying it in. They were—they were going for it. You never—you were told before, during, and after this was an exhibition matchup, but it didn't feel like an exhibition matchup. It looked like these guys were laying it in, and I don't know that this could be a normal thing. But these two-minute rounds. It felt like you're really going for it for two minutes. Uh, that was so. There was a lot to love about it. I was hesitant just because of the aspect of professional wrestling, and I'm worried about the barrier to entry to this top five list. Not that we're some kind of sophisticated list, but just that you know, if we start including pro- professional boxing here, like where's the line? You know, we got MMA, <clears throat> baseball, out. Games, baseball
1: games, football games. prize by yeah. football, yes. I would
2: say it's not like – come on, guys. (laughs) Look, it's not like this is happening every day. It's not like we don't have enough content to cover week after week after week. Every once in a while, there's something of particular importance. And I would say, to your point, Will, that if –
1: I have not said a word.
2: I would (laughs) say – hold on now. I would say if Ric Flair showed up to say, you know what, I'm going to strike out Freddie Freeman, you better believe it's going to make my doggone prize fight of the week. Heck yeah, it is because it's not something that happens all the time, but it's relevant at the moment. That was. Let me tell you, man. doggone Snoop Dog looked across the the the, the dog on podium to Sugar Ray Leonard and said, "We are going to tag team at WrestleMania." He said that last night. Joe Logan, he heard it. We was we was hanging out together. They can attest to that. This was relevant. It should be on the prize fight list.
0: All right. Well, yeah, I- Gary. Well, okay, let's not turn this on me. I'm just saying. Nah, yeah,
2: we're turning it on you because it's all about you, bro. you the one they want to include
0: it. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, listen, a lot of people watched it. And James Lawrence, I see you in the chat. Anybody that saw it, yes, Tyson won that match. It was a BS finish, just like the uh, Jay Briscoe and EC3 matchup. It was a garbage Announced finish. I, I will give it that. Number three on our list. Let's work through this thing. We got to head to a break eventually here. Number three is MLW this week. Filthy Todd Lawler took on Rocky Romero. And it was uh opening round of the MLW's Opera Cup 2020. These two guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say here. Uh, these two guys just... I thought they tore it up in the ring. Like they 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 were very, very good in a match together, competitive. Rocky Romero, you know, if you've been watching the UWN primetime live with us, you've seen him on there. You see him in New Japan. He's all over. He's got a great history in the business. Tom Lawler has it too, but uh just Also, this feel of two different competitors, Rocky Romero, I feel like walks in as a classically trained professional wrestler doing his best to uh, bring, you know, the elevated sense of the sport and Tom Lawler bringing that very MMA, like Conor McGregor style sense to the sport of like, I'm going to try to put you on your game psychologically and, uh, but also being a very good professional wrestler. This match ended up going to a submission, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, Filthy Tom Lawler coming out on top to advance in the Opera Cup. But I just thought these two gentlemen had an excellent wrestling match. And uh, Rob, how do you feel about this one? I'm a big Rocky
2: Romero fan, dude. I mean, uh, aside from New Japan, we've seen him recently, uh, you know, <laughs> doing commentary for uh, Talking Shopper Mania. But, uh, you know, the the sky's the limit for him. We've been talking about him for for weeks now. And uh, I absolutely love this match. Solid. I actually would have put this as number four and Mike Tyson or Roy Jones Jr. as number three. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, well, I I think (laughs) probably the reason for that is because I – called BS on that. Like we'll we'll put Tyson and Jones in there, but it's number four. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually I, I haven't got a chance to watch that this match yet. Um, but super excited just from what I've seen from both these guys uh from all accounts. It looks like it it went pretty long, like 17 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was Something a good, like decent length match, and and if you watched uh, AEW, or uh, I'm sorry, you know, you've seen Rocky Romero and Will. You watched Bloodsport with us, right? The yeah, Tom yeah. Waller, uh won his match in that, so uh, he's got that pedigree.
1: Nice. Yeah, I, I'm walks, looking forward to uh, to watching that. I've got it bookmarked on my on my YouTube. He
0: he walks into the match with you know Rocky Romero's uh, basically decked out in his professional wrestling gear, dressed like a professional wrestler. Tom Lawler enters the ring with Daisy Dukes on, and uh, you know, just like he's you know, shortcut jean shorts, and he's trying to just throw Rocky Romero off this game. You can definitely see that, like that psychological impact he tries to go for there. Uh, it, it's a very good match. There's not a lot to say about it. It's just a fun match to watch. You want to see a good wrestling match? Filthy Tom Lawler versus Rocky Romero is a very good one on MLW. Moving on, number two on our list. This is. This was a tough one, guys, because I could have easily put this at number one, but it did not end up there. Uh, on NXT, on Wednesday night, Kyle O'Reilly took on Pete Dunne in a ladder match to get the uh, double, the first man advantage or something like that, basically, in the uh, war games coming up for NXT. And uh, it was impossible not to include this one. I am a huge Kyle O'Reilly and pete dunn fan these guys look amazing they wrestle amazing and they took it to each other and on a random nxt show out of the blue they whipped the hell out of each other and took themselves to the limit it was fantastic just an amazing ladder match i thought on wednesday night on nxt not even a pay-per-view these guys kicked the hell out of each other it was it was so good will did you see this one
1: Yes, I did. It was incredible, and, and I mean, you know, we we joke about it a lot, and we're we're really critical of WWE, and, and and not not as much NXT. But one thing that they know how to do is ladder matches, man. And and I always I'm always a little bit kind of put off going into it, but you know, in NXT, it seems like they always deliver on this stuff. And when you got a guy like Pete Dunne and a guy like Kyle O'Reilly, I mean, it it it, it was just nonstop, man. I mean, it was. You know everything you really want a ladder match to be: um, great story, just brutal spots. Uh, These guys, you know, (laughs) look like they hate each other. They hate each other's guts, and um, you know the finish again was a little tarnished for me. um, You know, with a little bit of interference, but you know I, I think it is what it is, and it's it's a great match building into War Games. Um, and giving Pete Dunn's team that one man advantage, and um, you know, I, it's definitely worthy of being on this list. I, I enjoyed it.
0: Rob, how any feelings on this one? Do you want to express? Just love. This probably this would have been my number one.
2: Uh, this probably would have been my number one if it weren't for <laughs> the implications involved. You know, like the I think the implications with the UWN matchup were going to. Well, heck, I didn't mean to <laughs> <laughs> spoil. <anything. laughs> Dang it. <laughs> anyway. If the, if the stakes had been higher, this would have been number one. It was a great match.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is no knock on AEW. I see people talking about some AEW stuff. I, I enjoyed the TH2 matches that were there in uh, Silver versus uh, Hangman Page. Mm-hmm. Those were great matches. Kushida versus Thatcher was a good match. I hated that Thatcher tapped. I think that was just terrible booking, terrible booking uh, when uh, – when, uh, oh god why did I forget his name not Gargano but Chapa Tommaso Chapa is just sitting at ringside waiting I was like why would you not save that for like Tommaso Chapa like why is he tapping to to Kashida right anyway that's all another story we'll get there now it's time to talk about the number one match from last week that we saw that we enjoyed and it just came to a consensus and here we are we'll see if you guys agree and if you saw it It happened on UWN Primetime Live. If you did not participate and watch episode number 11 of UWN Primetime Live, you got an excellent match. We think an excellent opening match. We actually ranked number one for the week, Fred Rosser versus Sean Davari. We really, really loved that match. That was a, a big one for us. These two guys just have proven themselves time and time again. If you watched it, New Japan, if you've been watching UWN, you watch the UWN world title tournament, that sort of thing. Uh, you, you gotta you gotta hand it to both of these guys. He and Sean Navari come back. He looks like a million bucks. And Fred Rosser is just God, if you only know him as Darren Young, you are missing out so much. This man is an excellent uh technician and competitor. Well, here we are. These two took on each other. And uh, they were both semifinalists in the UWN World Title Tournament. So this has to have world title implications, you would think. And, uh, Rob, I think even at the time, you were predicting that uh, the winner of this match uh, was going to go on to face off against Mike Bennett if Chris Dickinson is just too injured to, like, we don't know a timetable. But these two guys laid it all out there. I... I would pay to see these guys over and over again. Fred Ross or Sean Navari, they're two two of the guys I think underappreciated in the wrestling business and they showed you why on Tuesday night.
2: Yeah, I don't think you can look at this as anything other than a contender's match right here. Um, I mean barring barring the the nature of Chris Dickinson's injury. I mean if Chris Dickinson is injured and he's going to be out for months on end here, this this is the guy that's going to be in the ring with Mike Bennett, okay? It's a uh, roster. <clears throat> you can you can tolerate 3 maybe 4 weeks, then you're push then you're pushing the limits of the relevance of the tournament. The tournament is hot right now. You got to get a champion crowned and uh, you know, if if Chris Dickinson is really the man, then you know, and he has to sit out 4 or 5 weeks and he's going to have to come and face the winner of this and prove that he's really the man, okay? Uh, the bottom line is this match to me felt like a contenders match. It felt almost like a tournament match, and it felt like you know if Chris Dickinson can't make the bell and injuries happen, it's not his fault. You know th- things happen, uh, but if you can't make the bell and rise to the occasion here in the in the immediate future, and again I'm talking two, three, four weeks tops, roster is the guy.
1: Yeah, and I'm you know we we were saying for the last you know probably three weeks. Um, Since the finals have been set, uh, obviously from the get go, we've wanted to see Dickinson and Mike Bennett go at it for that title. Um, But you know, one of the things that this match did, at least for me, which is the reason why I put it at number one as well, is that it it really did change my mind. Is like to what you're saying, Rob. Hey, if it's going to be another couple of months. Let's just go ahead and put Fred Rosser in there because now I want to see that just as much because these guys got in there on Tuesday night and put on a hell of a match. And I was like, either one of these guys are contenders. And I, I would I would buy that. You know what I mean? As a prize fight, these guys have earned it. Um, and so it, it really kind of shifted my thinking from, okay, let's just wait. Cause I definitely want Mike Bennett, Chris Dickinson. I think we'll get that at some point um, even if it's on down the road because of, of Chris Dickinson's injury. But um, yeah, this match was, man, I mean, both these guys are at the, at their absolute best. Um, they are on another level right now. And um, you know, I'm not going to say it would be a disappointment at this point to see Chris Dickinson versus Mike Bennett. I still want to see that, but, it, it kind of almost is just because of the momentum that this match gave both of these guys, but specifically Fred Rosser.
0: All right. Well, uh, just, if you haven't checked it out, episode number 11 of UWN primetime live is well worth your time. If not for anything else, but that match, but there is an excellent Ray Rosas match on there. Uh, you got to I mean, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, so if you haven't been tuned into in, in Prime Time Live, it's it's worth your time. Uh, we can suggest that that it's uh, quality stuff so far. And uh, anyway, so that's our number one, Fred Rosser versus Shah Navari. Starting next week, we're going to include you guys. So make sure that you're paying attention to our social media feeds on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. We're going to start putting together our list, our personal list, and then we're going to toss it out to you guys to let you decide what the order is, if there's something we missed, we want you to tell us, tell us what we should check out. We want This Is Pro Wrestling to have the definitive top five matches of the week, and you all are going to help that happen. Okay, that out of the way. Next half of the show, we're going to throw in our new segments called Putting It Over, a Burying It, and we're going to do a Falls Count Anywhere segment, a preview for next week called Booking It, Uh, All of those things, False Count Anywhere involves all of you. We're going to get there. But before we get there, the Burying It segment is going to include a very special guest uh, that uh, Rob Stinson's Burying It segment has called down the thunder, and he's going to have to answer with the lightning. Maybe. We'll see. We're going (laughs) to see what happens. We want to give a shout-out to Neil Benedict
1: uh yeah see you gary uh,
0: come on gary <laughs> man, just a, man,
2: not like that, man. Well,
1: uh, shout out to everybody uh-huh. gary was going to give a shout out to rob do you want to set up this interview uh we're going to do we're going to do a quick break i'm going to show an interview that rob did earlier today that's pretty cool and then uh Heck. we will be back for the second half oh there's gary
0: yeah, sorry, I was just trying to give out my shout-outs and I hit the wrong button on my mouse. But uh Rock says Jedi Warrior, all the people, Andy Blivins, thank you guys so much for being here. Stick around, share it with your friends because I promise you, on the other side of this break, after this interview, and a few commercials that are fun commercials, there are commercials, so just stick around for them. But I promise you, it's gonna get real in the second half of this show. So stay tuned. We got a special guest coming up to uh, answer Rob's buried it segment. And I am super excited about that.
1: Yeah. Hey, Rob, you want to set up this interview and uh, then we'll kick it off.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, Mark's Padilla is in the chat, man. He's uh, uh, from the nation show fam and uh, enjoyed having him in here, but uh, we got a, we, we had a chance to sit down today just right after the Tennessee Titans, uh, uh, Indianapolis Colts um game, and uh, uh, this is a, a major player in the indie Tennessee scene, uh, one of the most vibrant scenes in pro wrestling right now. Alex Taylor, one of my favorites, one of Sandoval's favorites, and I got to sit down with him to talk about what's going on in his uh, career, what's going on with him in the future, and what's up uh, here with uh, with with uh, 127 Pro in Grimsley, Tennessee, the oldest Brian Pillman Jr. match coming up here on December 10th. All right, wrestling fans, I'm here uh, with none other than Alex Taylor, one of the prominent faces in the Tennessee independent wrestling scene. He's been described as a regional talent. Of course, I think the guy's a living for this guy. Alex, how are you doing today, man?
3: Doing well, man. My Titans just uh, destroyed the Colts in Indianapolis, so I'm feeling good.
2: Well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm sort of a, a glass is half full kind of guy. And uh, coming off this uh, this big Tennessee victory, I know that you're very optimistic right now. Uh, a lot of people are bleak about the landscape in 2020, but one of the really bright things going on in, tennis, uh, in, uh, in 2020 has been the Tennessee uh, wrestling scene, the North Georgia, East Tennessee wrestling scene, which you're very much a part of. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in Tennessee.
3: Yeah. Uh, so thankfully, all this COVID stuff, wrestling definitely slowed down a lot, but um, Tennessee is a place where there's still shows here. Mostly at the end. I know a lot of my friends like in the Midwest and, more out west, uh, everything's like completely shut down. They're getting like one show every few months. And we're staying pretty busy out here.
2: So, what are some of the uh, promotions we need to pay attention to? I know tried and true is a big presence, and that that has particular relevance to us in the NWA fam. Uh, we've got this promotion that runs out of Grimsley, Tennessee, that uh, I happened to be able to catch you at a, a few days ago. Uh, what are some of the promotions that you're working for here in, uh, uh, in the state of Tennessee?
3: Once you said out of Grimsley, like you are talking about they're a fantastic promotion they have really good people in charge you know they put on a good show it's always a great atmosphere there good fans um tennessee tried and true really not much is going on right now um uh, i know they were lucky you those last year so that's really hit him with the way that commission set up. Um, other than that, you know, just doing stuff, AWF here with Georgia. That's uh, great. I got actually a big match caught up this weekend with uh, Lexley Lee, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs for the viral championship. So that's something to look forward to.
2: Right. That, that's one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you today. You were involved in the American Wrestling Federation World of Wow in the viral championship title picture. Very interesting concept. You're the current reigning champion the first champion. Tell us about – the concept behind the viral championship what what is that all about
3: uh viral championship uh we had a show viral i don't i think it has uh dissolved i'm not sure maybe COVID was on that but uh i am the viral champion the first the reigning you know i'll be one first and that's me daddy so i'm gonna run with it i'm gonna Lex off a ladder this weekend and retain my title
2: now you have uh you have some history with Lex Lee. this is a guy that you've uh You've teamed up with, you've toured with, you've you've fought against. Right now, you guys aren't seeing eye to eye on much of anything. No. This, what, what is, who is this Lex Lee, and why should we pay attention to him, or should we pay attention to him?
3: Lex Lee, man. At one point, I would tell you, Lex Lee was one of my best friends. We've uh, we've made, been, we've been in many cars and many bars together. But uh, right now, that guy's too uh, self-absorbed to anything but his own selfish needs right now. So. That is, uh, I'm going to put pro at this weekend,
2: though. So you, you're 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 uh, locking horns Saturday night in uh, Ringgold, Georgia, at the Circus Tent Arena, and this is a, a table ladders and chair match. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, that's correct.
2: Where can they? Uh, where can our uh, viewers, if they're interested, where thinking, can, can they go to find tickets for that, or or, or where is this located at this uh, this Circus Tent? Uh,
3: um, Google is a is a good source. Of that um, wow. Facebook. Maybe check that out. Um, Ringle Joy Center Arena. That's off uh, Battlefield Parkway somewhere.
2: <laughs> it's, going back to the Tennessee scene in general, are there, other, are there other personalities that our viewers should really pay attention to in addition to yourself and, and Lex Lee? Who are some of the names out there that are going to make waves here uh, uh, in the on uh, the upcoming months? I know we see like Tom Latimer's out there, but there's a guy that I'm really into called uh, Jeremiah Plunkett. Uh, very interesting guy. Then there's another uh, guy, Ramey. I can't pronounce his last name, but he's often teaming with him and plunking in the uh, full-blooded Italians iteration uh, tag team that's going on right now, or, or six-man group. We were some of the people we need to watch.
3: About, uh, Frankie Pizzarella? He's a uh, part of the powerhouse Pisan. That's another group I've had my runs with in the past. Yeah, they're they're, they're strong force, but keep them at bay. Uh, guys like Brian Ballard, uh tremendous talent. Um, even guys from kind of the North Georgia area in Tennessee a lot. Guys like uh, Brian. Hunter Fakes another great talent. Uh, Kid Page. There's all types of people. And it's uh, going Dylan McQueen, another fantastic talent. Of, uh, they're right here, Crazy Steve. I don't know if you heard of him. You can pick up this shirt, wrestling tees. Um... There's, there's a wealth of talent and, uh, school, the TNT schools there, uh, uh, Dr. Tom and Kane schools, Tennessee, Ricky Morton, there's all kinds of talent out of Tennessee right now.
2: Yeah. We've described, uh, we've described Tennessee as one of the three major seats of, uh, of vibrance when it comes to, to, uh, pro wrestling right now today. The other two being Texas, uh, especially, uh, specifically San Antonio and the, uh, uh, the Dog Pound Dojo, and then uh, uh, Southern California with the Santino Brothers and uh, New Japan's L.A. Dojo. But t- uh, Tennessee, one of the big three centers of pro wrestling right now. And, again, you're you're very much a part of that, man. You're one that I, I hear a lot of people talking about. Someone we're watching with a lot of interest. I got to ask you as, we, uh, as we're about to sign off here, did you catch the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight last night?
3: I did. I caught the highlights. Uh, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it right afterwards. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, obviously not two guys in prime, but it's a great nostalgia thing. Entertainment for sure.
2: Now they called it a draw. Two guys
3: I wouldn't want to have in the ring
2: with. <laughs> right, right. They called this thing a draw, man. I had I had Tyson up by about by about ten points the way I scored it.
3: Yeah, I, I think so too. But it is what it is.
2: All right, man. Last question. Uh, December tenth, I'm going to be back in Grimsley with the boys from the podcast covering this. Nick Aldis. Brian Pillman Jr. match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Uh, two-part question. One, who do you got on this match? And two, are you going to be in action there for us to to cheer on
4: there in Grimsley?
3: Okay, uh, on a second one. First, I, no, I'm not going to be on that card, sadly. I would love to be on that card, but uh, I will be there that night. Pillman Jr. is fantastic. I've seen him work. I think he's definitely going to be a huge star. But I'm going to have to give the edge to this on the night. I think the match uh, is just this game right now. One of the best in the world.
2: Well, there you go, guys. You heard it from uh, from Alex Taylor. This is uh, Dr. Rob Stinson coming at you. Uh, this is Pro Wrestling. Thank you for watching.
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much. Cinema Shock. Yeah, check that out. At Cinema underscore Shock. Check check it out it's my movie podcast you should you should look at it but more importantly than that we're back with this is pro wrestling thank you all for being here um james lawrence neil benedict jedi warrior front row uh everybody everybody i'm gonna miss somebody but here here's the point we're back and we're gonna go into the second half of the show and what will normally be a putting it over and a burying it segment but because this is a very special first edition of This Is Pro Wrestling, we've got to jump right into the burying it section because we have a very special guest. So, Will, do you think we can knock ours out in like two seconds? Do you think we can do that and we'll just go right into Rob's? Here's mine. Mine was The Miz winning the Battle Royal at Survivor Series. What BS. I hated that. That's the thing I want to bury. There was no reason for it to happen. Can we also put a moratorium on the uh, guy ducks under the ropes and just hangs out till the very end of the match and comes in and eliminates somebody. That's stupid. Let's put a 20 count on these people. Hopefully somebody who does a wrestling show is listening to this, and they might be. That could be a thing you could consider. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Um. Anyway, The Miz won it for no reason. It might have been cooler if, uh, if Dominic Mysterio had won, but he didn't. The Miz one, and then you know what they did with it on Monday Night Raw. Well, I'll tell you, nothing. The Miz wasn't wow. even on Monday Mystifying. Night Raw. So, Mystifying. So there shouldn't be shocked. We shouldn't be Mystifying. shocked. Mystifying. Stupid. Shouldn't, shouldn't well, stupid. well should not be stupid. That's that's what it was.
1: <laughs> well, c-
0: should not. <laughs> all right. Well, yours. <laughs> Yours, go ahead. What <laughs> coincidentally, your, uh, mine is also
1: WWE-related. It's a little more lighthearted, um, but apparently, uh, a lot of us know WWE is moving the Thunderdome from Orlando to uh, Tampa Bay, I believe. Right or no? It's uh, yeah, Tampa Bay, Tropic uh, Tropicana Field. Yeah. Wait, well, so Tropicana Field. Um, there is a pigeon problem there, right. and there's like a a. a Flock of pigeons that lives in the ceiling there Or something like that So uh, I'm going to bury this flock of pigeons For uh, potentially trying to step all over uh, WWE's Thunderdome But I just thought that was funny We'll see how that turns out
2: Yeah, I'm going to call BS Perfect. All right. The only reason you pulled <laughs> that junk Is because you know Mike Tyson Raised pigeons And you did not want him on the top five That's the only reason you pulled that junk out tonight
0: Rob, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to call you out. I feel like you're going to start into some QAnon birds aren't real thing or something like that. (laughs) I don't want to be any part of that. So, but what I will give you, Rob is your platform to discuss your burying it moment of the week. Now, um, this is, this is a big deal for us. So I hope everybody's uh, sharing this out on your social medias and everything because Rob has a a bold to pick Hmm. here. And uh, we may have a proper answer for you. So, Rob, go ahead and let us know what is it you're trying to bury this week. What, what, what's on your mind? Let me preface this by saying
2: <laughs> the person I'm about to bury, and we're not going to really bury anybody. I mean, if we, you know, we're we, we're all friends of the sport, friends of the industry. The person I'm about to bury is someone that I really, really deeply respect. And I'm going to tell you right now, if all this on that fight TV segment had. Uh, had picked Roy Jones Jr. over Tyson, I would have been burying Aldis right now. So, and you know how I love Aldis, okay? So let's get. I don't believe I,
0: that. Not even for. a don't. I don't believe
2: I've not messaged Aldis before, saying, "I know you're about to pick Tyson. I know you are." So don't 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 tell me what I'm fit to do. Don't tell me what I fist to do, Gary. Rob,
0: get to the point, because I. I
1: the I don't buy anything
0: this. you're saying, and I want to know I don't know what, what's your what's your problem this week because you the always there's always, always
1: something with this guy.
0: The point this is guy, this. I, I,
2: I there's literally somebody outside. What time is it? It's 10 o'clock PM at night. And there's literally not someone not outside on my the West garage coast, mowing baby. their lawn. Okay, so yeah, on the east coast, they're out there bearing their bur- mowing their lawn right now when I'm trying to do my interview, okay.
0: Well, I'll so, tell you something, Rob. There's somebody on the West Coast who it's not 10 o'clock PM who's wasting their valuable time waiting for you to get to the fuck uh, the point.
2: <laughs> Piper, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right.
2: Listen. I'm not burying this person, but I am burying this comment because Dave Marquez knows he's forgotten more about pro wrestling than I will ever know. He's forgotten more about pro wrestling than any of us will ever know. But Dave Marquez is no stranger to controversy. He likes controversy. It's cool. That's part of his charm. But this week, just like what, a day, nearly a day or two ago, he made a comment on Facebook that sent chills of all of our fans, all of us who are waiting for the return of power for the fan-based NWA power show to return. He made a comment. Can you throw it up?
1: There it is.
2: I just want him to defend I that because not-
0: I may be the exception, but I don't miss fans at shows. So, Rob, let me let me ask you, like, just right off the bat, like, what does that say to you? Just I'm I'm curious. Like, as you as a fan, like you're hanging out, you're mm-hmm. on your Facebook. Clearly, your your friends on Facebook with David Marquez. What what's going through your mind when you see that pop up on the feed? I'm thinking
2: first of all, I'm thinking, well, there's got to be something more to this because this is a guy I deeply respect. Do I see eye to eye on, on him with everything? No, I'm a Republican. He's obviously not. We there, and he is very outspoken about his stuff and that's cool. But, but he respects differences of opinion. And this is a guy that can carry on a debate and, and, and not be taken personally. But I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, well, obviously, he's speaking from a production standpoint. He he likes having the distraction of the fans out of the way. So that's the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving him. But I'll have to let him to speak for that. Because if he's saying he doesn't want fans in the equation, that's something I'm going to have a big problem with.
0: Well, Rob, lucky for you, we are like the freaking game show of the century right here. We, we are just the... Uh, Yeah, I don't know what what you call it. Like, the Price is Right or the Oprah Winfrey show. I don't know. But we reached out, and it turns out we are lucky enough today to have David Marquez on the show. And he is here to talk to you directly about your Burying It segment.
1: Look how happy he looks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He looks ready to go. My man. Dave we gotta ask you I've seen it in the chat room right now No fans of the arena WTF Dave What's going on David What What do you mean What What's happening here Did you really put on Facebook You'd rather not have people Absolutely Say it ain't
2: so Dave
4: Absolutely I did From your uh, favorite Democratic Socialist Absolutely um, <laughs> <laughs> um, My man no, man, look, here's the deal: 30 years of being in wrestling. I have encountered beautiful crowds, the most easiest people to entertain. And then in the last probably 17 years, that's all changed. I've been producing now uh, three different television series with no people for about, I don't know, three or four months now. And it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. We don't have to deal with anybody's stuff. We don't have to. They're not the show. Uh, there's no calling just to turn attention to something else. We could actually tell a story. We could allow the talent to go out there and do their job instead of having to constantly try to go around all the BS that people these days try to turn the show into. Um, the biggest names in wrestling all agree. <laughs> was speaking for at least 40 or 50 pretty well-known personalities executives whatever you want to call them and they all agree that shows right now are much better without people um uh, you know you talked about the power program uh, that show was not uh was not the title crowd that I'm, I'm talking about um I don't know if it's regional or not. And it and it could be, I've done many shows in the South and many shows in, in the mid South, Midwest, uh, uh mid Atlantic. And it's 50, 50, you'll get great crowds. You'll get one or two people. And they usually buy the prime seats to either be on camera and, and to make sure they're heard and all that stuff. Um, but, uh, more and more, if you go back and, and I, again, I, I don't know exactly. I just seem to watch everything. So, um, it really started for me i went to england i don't know maybe five years ago and i went to some pub show and uh i think it was tommy dreamer and uh i forgot the goddamn guy's name Uh, but uh, anyhow they had a match right cans all this stuff and i was sitting in the back of the room and uh and that's the first time i ever saw the fans you know uh, in person get involved in the ring uh, pounding the canvas um, all that kind of stuff. And then from there, it just snowballed. And then I saw it here with like freelance wrestling and new wave wrestling. And then I was an owner for a while in CZW, and that's obnoxious. Um, I, uh, anyhow, my own experience. And then here in Southern California, uh, I don't go to shows for that reason. Um, the fans have pushed me away from attending wrestling, not because I'm a promoter or I have a show in the area. It's because it wasn't fun. Uh, They were. It was all about them. And uh, let me take that statement back. It is supposed to be about them, but not in that context. It's supposed to be about them that they're enjoying themselves. You know, you don't go to like a Six Flags or Disney uh, and and complain and 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 try to. You know, you're gonna get on Space Mountain and, and yell at the tracks because the the curves aren't good enough or you know, or the queue isn't entertaining Rob, enough.
1: Rob Rob know. does.
4: Well, that's unfortunate, <laughs> you know. Uh, maybe he should recall some of those memories. Um but uh, <laughs> but uh but at any rate, you know, that's the reason. And it's very true. I didn't say that fans shouldn't come back. I said I don't miss them, and I don't. Um and it's not, and it's not necessarily from a production point of view. It's it's just that we we get uh, we get a thunder studio. I get a thunder studio about ten a.m., and uh, we start our pre-production and all that stuff. And if we want to plot something or do something, uh, a true surprise, like you guys have watched the shows, we've had a couple of surprises on the program. Uh, where we're like, oh yeah, but if we had people there and the car pulled in, people would be taking pictures breaking that news if someone showed up or anything like that. And that just totally takes away from the fun of putting it together. And uh, 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 again, like I said, I may be the exception. And then there's a guy I, I pulled the page up when I wrote the first guy, first guy, first comment. He says, well, that's a pretty ignorant thing to say. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And then I said, <laughs> thanks for helping me make my point. Because that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's not... Who, who gives a damn what this guy has to say? This is my page. I, I said, I just put a thought. He came into my world and started talking his... I don't care. <laughs> you know? Uh, that's like on the NWA uh, fan page. I'm constantly getting into it with people on there because they know better and they this. It's like, no, just spend the money, enjoy the show, critique it, fantastic. But the moment... People get so upset. It's like Beetlejuice all of a sudden. Someone will say my name, and I'll pop up, and then they get so mad because I school them. And I put it in there. It's like, nope, you're wrong. Oh, David, you're so arrogant. (laughs) You're so tough. No, I'm not. I was there. That's not what they're – no. Not at all. No. Blue Demon was a horrible champion. Uh, Were you watching the NWA when Blue Demon was champion? Probably not. Let me tell you, I made a million two with Blue Demon as world champion. So, you know, kick rocks. Rob, you're, you're,
0: champion. <laughs> Rob, you got to be sitting there and you're listening to Dave talk about this. And Dave makes an excellent point. I mean, I mean, the fans do like their interaction, like dictates the exper- experience a lot of times. I have loved being there for NWA power, Dave. Like I, I thought sure. that we were all into it and we were having a great time, but I get that yeah. you're in a situation where that's not always the case. Um, is that, I mean, I guess, uh, I'll throw to Rob first. Is that the, are those the pros and the cons of just having live crowds? Is that like something like you think, uh, Dave ran away? So now's your chance. Just I can, I
4: can, I can, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I'm doing the weatherman thing. I left the desk and I burned the wall. <laughs> but, but I mean, are those the pros and cons, the things you just accept as a, uh, as a wrestling promoter that you should just deal with? You you asking me or you asking Dave? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you. I'm asking oh, okay, you, I, I you I not
2: not so fast, Dave. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> Dave. You are a man. You are a man. You, you know me, man. We. I I I asked Dave on private messages for like like academic questions, like, hey, should I include this as a footnote? This is a man I respect. This is a guy that. Again, like Rob I said, is, Rob like is like layering. layering. You know,
0: I'm just saying, Rob, you're layered like seven layers of lipstick before you kiss his ass, I'm, before I'm, you just I'm, like <laughs> say what you think.
2: Like, hey, I'm, I'm finna to do it. I'm fitting to do it. Thing, man. I'm just going to acknowledge. This is a man who knows that he just walked in the other room. He,
0: he can, said he could hear you, Rob. Hear just, uh, yeah. Don't try to dodge it, Rob. Say what you think.
2: Use your words. You're adopted, right this is a man this is a man who knows who's forgotten more than I know about wrestling so let me throw that out there first and I know you heard that but my point is this that Dave you come from a different aspect okay you come from a different angle and and, and just because you have a universal perspective doesn't mean you have a more accurate perspective okay you you're, you're coming you are coming from the ownership production perspective. Thing, But this is wrestling is a first and foremost, a spectator industry, a a performance industry. And when it comes to whether fans should or shouldn't, this is where I think that, you know what, I'm a professional educator right now. We're dealing with COVID-19. Is it easier without school students in the building? Yeah. But is it better? It's not better. It's not better without fans. This is a thing where, like, as an educator, I don't get an opinion on this as a producer. You don't really get an opinion on this. Fans make this, and without fans, it's nothing. It's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like the cast of, it's like the cast. Of, <laughs>
1: like the, cast the of offices of the United Wrestling
0: Network. Dave, like, Dave, <laughs> yeah. get off this. Get, get out, out of there right now. <laughs> get it's out of there. Like,
2: bro. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying, man. Just like TV. Cat-
4: you were saying we need fans, and you're right, but also yes. we're in a new world. We need live fans. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm talking to three live people right now all over the country, yep. and our programming goes out all over the world. Uh-huh. You know, the, 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 the New Japan Strong programming is not any less entertaining because there aren't people there. It is you less know, entertaining because there aren't people. Yes, it is. Not, not for us. Just, Come on, it's a Japanese well, show. They said I'm
2: just anyways. the mark, bro. I'm just the mark. I'm just telling you what I see when I watch AEW, UWN, WWE without fans. It's not as entertaining. I'm just telling you from my perspective. Well, well
4: that's an you're opinion. For the wrong reasons. <laughs> I'm watching
2: because I'm, I'm looking to be entertained, and I guarantee.
4: Are you I, I looking, there, are you looking to see the interaction? Or are you looking to see what's happening in the ring? The thing that a I love the most is the it's fact that that you it's can pay attention, it, that you can pay attention to everything that's happening in the ring. Exactly. And that's what and I like about it.
2: Everything happening in the whole context. It, it's been that since the beginning, Dave, since since they started in the Carney circuit, selling the to Marks. It's been all about the Marks. I'm a Mark. It's been
4: about me. Well, it was about, about the Marks, Marks. in the beginning to take like your money, which we exactly. saw every Tuesday night in the bundles. It is, but
2: I'm gonna tell you, I, I would will I'm willing to pay twenty dollars for a four show bundle without fans. I'm willing to pay a hundred dollars for a four show bundle with fans.
0: Well, wait a minute. Let me jump in here what? because Dave, Dave, you know what, you know, you know, I love you, but I, I'm asking legitimately. So, so you just said that you just. You just said that it's, it is about the marks and it was at first and to buy the bundles and that sort of thing. But doesn't that strike you as like a little odd that you would like put out something like that on, on Facebook, like, no, no. and then you're also trying to get people to purchase your event.
4: Nope. Because it's not going to stop them anyways. It's just facts. Um, we know what the numbers are. We see it every day. Uh, people will still purchase it. It's, it is my opinion. It's not the opinion of the company, although I I own the company, but it's still not the opinion of the company. There's tons of people within the company who'd love to see people there. Uh, with COVID, you know, I'm in Cal- Southern California, so not only do I have the state, I, and I'm in Los Angeles County, and the city of Los Angeles. So, as of tomorrow, we have a medics stay-at-home, like for 30 yeah. days. We're going back to the beginning. So there's over a million cases in Los Angeles, and so the the show that we shoot, we're in, we're actually on the border of LA County and. Uh, and Long Beach, which is a different uh, city. It's a private Lake but the city of Long Beach is is not a part of uh, the city of Los Angeles. So uh, the studio is actually an essential uh, building because they, they shoot news there and some other things and some of the stages. Division um, has a lot of production out of there. Um, so we have always been zoned to have fans from the very beginning, and I chose against it. Uh, one, I couldn't trust people, <laughs> just you can't. Um, we could ask people to get tests or whatever, but unless we were administering them ourselves, and they're $150 a piece, so I'm not going to do that just so that I can have some goose sitting in the front going, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so uh, uh, I just feel that the programming has not uh, waned. In fact, I think the talent has been able to perform better, and uh, people pay more attention to what we're doing. Um and, uh, you know, we were going to do the WWE thing at the Thunderdome months ago at the Ocean View Pavilion. We were studying how to do uh, uh, fans virtually over the air uh, uh, through through monitors throughout. So we have all those TVs going around the theater. We were going to bring those down and stack them and have faces just like this long before uh, the WWE did it. Even though it's, it's not news, once I saw the NBA do it, I knew everybody was going to do it. Um, so... You know, people are poison right now. <laughs> you can't touch them. You can't be by them. And uh, 100%, I'm cool with them not being there. Will they be back? They will totally be back. And would I do I want them back? Absolutely, I'd want welcome back.
0: Um, well, it sounds like you don't care. So that's that's what I'm well, curious I didn't about. Say,
4: read it again. Comprehension's a hell of a thing. I said I may be the exception, but I don't miss fans at shows. It doesn't say I don't want
0: them. You just don't miss them, is what you're saying. Like, you're, you're, you're fine either way. If you, if you're you remember, cool.
4: I don't know how many powers you guys are at or weren't at. I think you guys are at all of them. Um,
0: I think I was at everyone. But yeah. If you remember during some of the warm ups, uh,
4: people wouldn't move. People wouldn't take seats. I would get real upset with them. I wouldn't start the show. I think I kicked someone out or asked Maureen to escort someone out before we can start. At the Championship Wrestling yeah. from Hollywood shows, you don't know how many hundreds of people over the years I have kicked out of that that audience because I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not going to sit there for three hours and and just yeah. for some guy to be a goof. I'm not going to do that. And so you don't think, the risk. that's part of the risk of like uh, being in a
2: in, in a in a performance art? You know, you have to deal with people. what
4: uh, <laughs> you're well, look, my, well my background too, as you guys know. You know, I started early on in guest service at Disney. So, do right. you know how many people I kicked out at, at Disneyland? Thousands that's right. But what for is the Disney same, for the, for the same thing, the exact same thing, being an ass? Sure.
2: And that's a, that's a percentage. But what is Disney without the consumer? You know what I mean? I mean, there's no you, you can't. i sell-
4: saying that people shouldn't be there. It's it's they there's there's a point where you have to stop and say that's it. Let me you ask you this. So, so, goodbye. so, so let, me, Disney, let me let me
0: jump in if, if let me Disney, jump in if, if I could, Disney. Rob. If 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 I could, let me let me just clarify something. I I just want to, first of all, cool it down, like between you two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm curious, um, David. It sounds like what you're saying is uh, that it's not that you don't appreciate, like you don't like fans being there. It's just that. You're willing to make sacrifices so that it's the best possible experience for all fans. Is that the sure. impression I that mean, I'm getting? You
4: guys, you guys get impacted sitting there. If if it weren't live and it was taped, and we had to do something else, and like a three-hour uh, taping day turns into a five-hour day because someone was dumb, or you know, you, you know, it, it messes the whole thing up. And you know, there's times where we have to send. I mean, that you guys don't see all this because you only see what's edited and what's on television, whether it's my programming or anybody else's. But whether I was uh, at impact or uh, the WWF stuff or the WCW stuff I've done or Memphis wrestling or whatever I've done over the years, we have always had these issues where it's like, and eh, no, I'll go back. this doesn't work. The people aren't into it. The music wasn't right. this was better. you know, there's so many pieces. Uh, that go into what we're doing. That's one of the great things that I really like about the primetime show is that it's live, <laughs> and 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 we can't go back, and we have to do it the fir- the right way the first time. Um, and uh, <laughs> once we figured out how to make the damn thing work after the first episode, um, it it worked perfect, you know. And today it's virtually been flawless. There's a couple of hiccups along the way, but it's 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 been great. And I feel if fans were there. And if we made a mistake, or if we did this, or we ran a tape, and the sound didn't go into the studio, or we, you know, we get all over us for that. And it's just like a technical thing. It's like really, like, I dare you to make microwave popcorn and not burn it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I when I'm <laughs> when I'm hearing this, if I could just jump in into again. Sorry, sorry, Rob. I'm not trying to block you out here. I promise. <laughs> it's uh, it's just that, and I'll throw to you next. It's that. I, I think I hear what Dave is saying that he's just gotten used to the aspect of not having fans there, and it's okay either way. He can deal with it, and um, I don't know. Like as a as a movie fan, a huge movie fan, and you know, I, I run Cinema Shock, the the, the movie okay. podcast. We love movies in theaters, but theaters have increasingly grown obnoxious. And so, like, you're watching a movie and, like, somebody's, like, on their freaking cell phone or somebody's baby screaming in another corner or whatever's happening. And so, like, you want there to be, like, some kind of control mechanism to, like, keep it, like, can we just have the theater experience for this movie? And I feel like that's – it sounds like – correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, but, like, I, I think you're saying, like, you, you just want that for the fans if they are going to be there. You just want people to be there to experience the event and and to – Participate and enjoy it as it is. Um, and and, and the so you Because
4: the performers, you know, whether you're a ring announcer or even a camera operator, like, you know how many camera operators get chastised because they're standing in front of somebody? Like, you know, now they get to do their job and they can run around and they can get shots very cinematic. Like, you know, they can actually do their job and they're not stuck to a corner and they're not, you know, sequestered. They could actually do their job um it's really cool from that aspect uh you know we've added cameras the the primetime show shoots with six or seven cameras at times uh hollywood is shot with five uh, uh, uh what do we have power four i believe we had four then we had added that handheld, so i guess we ended up with five um but but if you remember those cameras granted for the big studio cameras those things were stuck they, they really couldn't move. And a lot of that had to do with, and I did get into arguments with other people at Power about, let's put cameras on everybody's shoulders because it would make life so much easier. These guys paid this money. Now they're being obstructed by a view. And they see a guy's belt loop forever. Like you know, they, they, There's all those pieces. And then us as promoters, we do hear about it later. And we're asking people to sit there and fill that spot so it's not an empty seat. Um, And then we're not willing to give a refund. You know, oh, here's a t-shirt to make your life better. You know, I'm sorry you spent 120 bucks and you had to stare at some camera operators back for four hours for three days. Like, it's not fair to anybody to do that. I'm not saying kill it. It's just, there's a way, there's a way to do it. And now we we have to figure out how to do it all over again when the world opens back up. Because when people like to say, boy, I can't wait for things to get back to normal, there is not going to be normal. There's a, there is not gonna be the same that we're used to, vaccines or not. Uh, the the, the precaution for a long time, I feel, is gonna be there. We're gonna probably have lived with this for a good five, six years from now. The, 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 whether it's a positive or negative effect of this. Um, it's gonna take a long time. Like, my whole thing was making sure uh, the television side is is full and it looks great and it looks successful. And now we're going to go into these tapes and these arenas and buildings, and we have to seat people. What every three seats, and you're going to have a three chairs and three chairs and three. And look, it's going to look case, You know, but that's what we're going to have to do.
0: Bravo! I've stepped on you too much, and and we've obviously covered a lot of ground here since the last time you got a chance to talk. So please, please uh, address any of the stuff. I mean, because I feel like I'm coming to an understanding with Dave. That I'm like, I get it. It's it's a frustrating business. It's it's part of it, and I get you're saying you don't miss it, but uh, nope. we'll, we'll say what you got. <laughs> say what you got, Rob.
2: I mean, I, I guess I understand that Dave is not saying that he hates fans, and nobody is saying that at all. He he loves fans. When we go to the power taping, mm-hmm. thing like, I love some. I love some fans. Right, right. And, those I absolutely
4: ones, despise.
2: Those are the ones. The ones you love are the ones that you're playing to. I mean, it's like I'm an educator. Okay. My wife, my wife's a medical professional. She doesn't go into the office every day to have some meth head tell her, "No, I can't do a seat a, a a cat scan." because I'm freaking seeing fairies, you know, that's not who she's engaging, but she's going to serve them. You know, as an educator, I don't go in there every day looking for the kid who wants to get in a fight with somebody. That's not who I'm serving. But wrestling is fundamentally a consumer commodity. It's, it's, we're talking about all these technical things, filling in seats to make it more appealing for viewers, to make it more appealing for the fans. And if we're saying that, look, we don't want rotten fans. And that's one thing, but to say, we don't want fans back that's a whole another thing because then what do you exist for you don't there's not a pro wrestler that i know that does does not love to perform before a live audience i mean maybe except danny limelight or somebody like that you know there's not, there's not a pro wrestler that i know that doesn't live for that pop that they give are there bad fans of course but we don't those are the outliers that we don't build the model for. Those are the exceptions. Those are the. Well, not yeah, to throw
0: anybody under the bus, but Danny Liveline agreed with Dave Marquez on the. That's what uh, I was
4: saying. That's why I said. Yeah. That. Oh, sort of okay. a lot of people, Mr. Kennedy. I mean, there's, there's, if you go through the like list, there's a lot of familiar faces that, that, that you're going to know because it's like, why do they miss fans? They miss fans because they can't sell them a t-shirt that's right as fans you know uh i don't necessarily know that they miss them from being there because the pantomime and the performance is certainly still there we know uh from the energy in the studio that they're doing something right it's not and and the interesting thing to me as from from a promoter from a booker from a writer from a, a director whatever you want to call me this week it's when, when you have fans there, it's more paint-by-number. These matches that people are doing without fans, they're being able to... There's no expectation. They don't have to meet anybody's expectation that's there and that's paid for that seat. They can actually take their time. Like, I, I had a match, I can't remember who it was, but not that long ago, and uh, I told them to put them in a bear hug. I said, use the bear hug squeeze them down, whatever. And they both laughed at me They're like a bear hug. Like there's no one here to talk shit on you that you're at, that you're doing a bear hug. No one do it. What happens? And a lot of the reaction online was while wow, they did a bear hug, that was pretty cool. Right. I, I'm with you, Dave.
2: I, I'm just saying, I, I don't think that, that, that that qualification though, I don't think there's a profession in the world where that doesn't apply. I don't think that as a professional educator, as a medical professional, as a, as a checkout clerk at food lion that mm-hmm. you don't have to read your demographic that's just part of it and to sure. say that but
4: those are but those are some of it is mandatory pro wrestling isn't mandatory you have to buy food you have to go to no it's bathroom. not it's right it's it's you
2: don't you don't you it's, don't, it's, you, don't yeah, you don't you don't have to go to wrestling. wrestling
4: and the fact that you're right And the, the fact you know, wrestling. And, and the fact and the fact that you see other professional sports going that way too as ridiculous as cut out heads and stands and everything else. It's like we don't mind. We're no, there's still, fans. I, I still I still all of us still run, you know, upwards of 16 minutes of commercials. There's still an income. And we're doing okay. Uh would we do better with a couple of shows or you know we get a couple hundred people there. Sure we could. But uh as for us me my my company you know we're not in the negative we're doing okay and uh i just hope that state keeps us open operating that's that's my big concern at the moment you're muted dude yeah gary you're muted oh
0: let me jump in here i'm so sorry dave uh (laughs) i'm just trying to cut in here on you you bastards uh, this conversation could go on for like two hours. We'll save that for our Patreon that doesn't exist yet. Oh, but you guys hold, on, hold on, okay, hold on, we got a bill. We got a bill. We do
4: because I want to show you what a real world championship looks like. Oh, Ooh. what? That's right. What? Oh, Ooh. look at that! <laughs> Including Red China. See that?
0: It, it's
4: beautiful. That's beautiful. a beautiful. Look belt, at man. that,
0: Rob. You talk all that shit. Dave Marquez hears it. That's Look right. at him.
2: That's a beautiful <laughs> belt, man, and a you worthy champion.
0: Championship gold would
4: never have went to China if it wasn't for me. You're right, man. He did it those he years in it. Mexico? That was me. Those years, and in I'm gonna Canada, tell you right now, that was me. Those years in Europe, i Gary Steele. That was me.
2: And I'm on the record week after week talking about how important Dave Marquez is to this, whether we agree on things or not. You're the man, Dave, and I will never, I will never say you're not the man.
0: I think if enough people sign up, like if we create a Patreon, enough people sign up, and we can afford to pay Dave to do this, we'll, uh, we'll just have a steady Rob versus Dave conversation. <laughs> and
1: I think that'll be good for everybody. <laughs> Um, just a daily live stream
0: (laughs) daily live stream of those guys arguing until one of them's like you know what f you i gotta go to the bathroom and get (laughs) some meat and (laughs) it'll never end dave i I do have a a a couple of questions if i could before we let you go because you've been so generous with your time um you you mentioned this and we got a we got a question from uh jcal uh, so I did want to ask this. He, he did ask, Jesus, this like, do you...
4: he's on my team. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did ask a question though, that you brought up that was relevant. Do do you think the stay at home orders can prevent you guys from like, I mean, could it stop production right now? Like what, what's sure. going on there?
4: No, sure. It can. Um, there's a, there's a lot going on. Watch the show tomorrow. I mean, there's, there's a lot that's going into our programming. Um, and, uh, uh, a lot of this will be answered tomorrow, but um, and it's uh, I'm always worried all the way around because we're shooting the Strong program in Hollywood, bits and pieces of Arizona. I mean that that show's so messed up right now. We were just getting ready to shoot Future Stars of Wrestling with our own original show um, in Las Vegas, uh, which was going to take our TV spot that Hollywood is currently on on the CW station in Las Vegas. Uh, that's been stopped in, in Nevada. They're shut down at the moment. They're having a huge COVID problem there. Um, same thing goes for uh, our, uh, our Memphis version of the program. We were slated by this point to have done an anniversary show at a minor league baseball field. That was going to be a, a television special um, on cw 30. And uh, so that was cut down because of COVID. And from there, we were we were ready to do... You know, championship wrestling from Memphis as a studio show in Memphis at the TV station, and all shut down. So uh, we we were were ready to do a lot of stuff, and um, and that the 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 power program could certainly affect it. I mean, we're not supposed to leave the house.
0: Is that what is that what happened with the title tournament as well? Like just the COVID stuff that like No, no, really... no.
4: I mean COVID, COVID hit us pretty um we haven't had it as as everybody else. The interesting thing is it's we find out about COVID stuff before they get here, which is always good. Um it's it's unfortunate that they're coming from another company in another show, which means there's more people that may have been affected by it somewhere else and you know, depending on what part of the country you're from, some people don't take it as serious as others. So um, it's absolutely a real thing. I think we can all agree on that. And, uh, and and cases could go all over the place. In California, we are over a million people who have it. I live in Los Angeles. You know, there's 8 million, 9 million people in Metro L.A. alone. So, you know, you have all, all of those folks in our and in my vicinity, in my radius already, that that I see it all the time. I have a hospital up here and I have a hospital behind me and all day for like the last, I'd say month and a half, all I hear are ambulances all day long. There's no way that it's car accidents. So it's pretty bad here. And and we have to think, you know, safety first on our end. so, uh, yeah, there, there's, a, there's, there, there's a good chance.
0: <laughs> there's a real good chance. Is COVID why you let J-Cal in the building and not us?
4: <laughs> no, You guys could come.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm you, just, guys, uh,
4: you guys could come anytime. There's two airports. Is LAX is right there and Long Beach Airport is <laughs> right there. And, uh,
0: come anytime. I just had to give you some hell about that. But I am oh, curious. You're
4: uh, welcome, no matter what politics are.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Trust me, Rob Rob's operat- operating on a different level than all of us. So it's uh, it's good. We love him, though. Like, that's why we love him. Um, all right, so last thing. I'm just curious. You know, we had the discussion today. I don't know how much of the show you've heard before now, but we ranked our prize fight wrestling moments of the week, and we ended up with Fred Rosser and uh, uh, why did I just forget his name? Uh um, Davari Sean Davari as the, uh, top match of the week. We thought we enjoyed that match and we felt like a semi both of those guys, like that was a, a contenders matchup. If there ever was one, if Chris Dickinson, where are we at with Chris Dickinson? What, what, what can you tell us about that situation? Well, he's, he's,
4: he's recovering, um, getting close uh, to being able to come back. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's other uh, bookings and things that he has to get ready for to be a part of, too. And Chris is the type of guy that's going to push through. Okay, sport, we're almost done. Relax.
3: <laughs> this
4: dog. <laughs> no, ready. Um, uh, you know, he's the type of guy that's going to push through injury everything else. And uh, the other bookings that I know about that he has are are, are pretty big. So and, – and, and big opportunities on top of what we're uh, – uh, providing him weekly, so you know he's doing everything he can to get better. Um, but it's it's COVID, man. Like just this Tuesday coming up, we there's three people we had to pull off the show mm. already for Tuesday because they are now positive.
0: God, that sucks yeah. so bad.
4: La- last yeah, week that's... too. Last week too. You know it, it keeps it keeps moving. There's always someone, something. A referee was at this other show where they were in Las Vegas. They came back. They were in in Central California on some lucha show where no one gave a damn, and they came back and like everyone's infected, and it's 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 really tough to to operate right now, especially when you're doing episodic uh, uh, shows like we do. Well,
0: as as people that you know we love and support you dave we we love doing our uwa primetime live recaps uh but we also we've 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 entered partly because of your show we've entered into this realm of like we're just trying to do this as pro wrestling rather than this is the nwa but as nwa fans originally like does that the last couple of weeks there there's a lack of nwa action is that on like I mean, just what? What do you attribute that to? It's just not in your hands, or uh, like, well,
4: one hundred percent not in my hands. I have no control over any of the booking from the NWA side. Um, uh, we get a phone call. They ask if they can do something. And we say yes or no. Uh, we have the time or we don't have the time. Um, and uh, um, I, it's it's not a bad. It's just that's it's just what it is. You know, we get a call and that's that. Um, Aaron Stevens is a major part of our program uh, behind the scenes so he's at every show <laughs>
3: yeah. uh,
4: right. uh, so uh, watch the credits tomorrow night you'll see his name um, and uh, uh, yeah that's that's on the NWA and what they want to do and how they're uh, preparing for the future of their uh, shockwave program and hopefully getting back to power
0: Okay. Well, final question. I swear to God, I'll leave you alone and you can go on about your business and we'll throw to our fans here in the chat. But as fans of independent wrestling that we are, I've had people hit me up like, uh, the Cole offs and like, we are huge fans of, uh, mission pro wrestling. And we've seen acts like Maddie Redkowski, Rachel Rose, people that have showed up on your show, like Lacey Ryan, Mm -hmm. uh, the Rosa Negra is over there. Thunder Rosa has been on your show, but she's also on this thing. Like, we're, we're huge fans of Mission Pro Wrestling. How do we get more Mission Pro Wrestling people over to UWN? Who do they talk to? How does that happen? What's the process <laughs> that we well, need to.
4: Rosa knows how to get to get a hold of us. Um, but it's, uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, all you do is send us a note. There's info at hollywoodwrestling.com, the email that goes straight to uh, the creative team. Um, um, I mean, you got a hold of me the way you got a hold of me. I mean, every, my Facebook page and all my social media is.
0: is I guess I'm just thinking, private, Dave is like open. if if we can offer like some secret tips to the independent wrestler out there that might be catching this thing that like message us um, secretly. Like, I mean, there's
4: there's there's uh, there's several ways if you're going to be in Southern California, get a, get a hold of us first and foremost. Um, we are on a budget, so. You know our flights have to uh, really. Uh, I, this is going to come out way wrong, and I'm not. And I'm not trying to belittle anyone, but we we have to make those fly-ins worth it. You know, um, Mike Bennett is not in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, Dickinson is not in Los Angeles. You know, these people are not here, so we, we have to look at what we have and. And, and Stack Show, Davy Boy Smith, is not in Los Angeles, you know? So uh, not that that, that that female talent is any less. It's just I think we've done a hell of a job showcasing female wrestling.
0: No, uh, you have. And it, it far, sounds, it sounds more, perfectly
4: – Far more – and I, I want to say this too. Far more than I ever have probably in my entire career.
0: But people have to prove they're worth it. Like there has to be some way to like, uh, Not show...
4: necessarily. We've had some – shit on the show Damn, I was saying
2: saying, you've got like as far as women's wrestling goes you've got Mission Pro out there doing phenomenal things what you're doing right now on on UWM Primetime Live has been the best women's wrestling bar none of any show out there no questions asked
4: well it's interesting you say that like in the beginning, there wasn't much women's wrestling uh, on the card uh, as we first started putting the shows together. Um, uh, Biz partner, Steve Bash, I don't know if you guys know that name or not, but Bash Boxing, um, uh, they just did a thing out here with wild card uh, boxing uh, here in Hollywood for NBC Sports that was on, I think, I think they it doing the this Thursday night, a uh, live boxing parking lot. Uh, for NBC, but but Steve is like the top-ranked boxing Southern California motor, and so he doesn't come from wrestling at all, and he's looking at things from totally different eyes. I got to tell you, um, a lot of uh, uh, the things we've done on the program were because of his suggestion, and we're so stuck in the wrestling uh, uh, forest. That at times, you know, we need someone like that to come and tell you like, no, you might want to do this. or No, you might want to do that. Or there's this one female talent over here. I look at it as a promoter and I'm like, well, do we really fly someone in or can we find this person more local or, you know, how can we do this more economically, more efficiently? Do you fly um, Lindsay
0: Snow in to face Ruby Rays again? Yes, you do.
4: <laughs> you got to, Dave. You got to. Well, luckily we have some flight miles. Um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I need to uh, see more no, of that. You're see, no, you're gonna see that again, more in 20 for sure. But again, the, and and part of the reason why in the beginning we weren't gonna have a lot of female wrestling was because on the championship wrestling from Hollywood program, we had we just started a uh, a, a women's championship uh, program on on the on the on that TV. So we kind of wanted to keep it there not have it cross over. You know, because as an example, uh, Lacey Ryan is the Las Vegas champion, but on the Hollywood show, we don't say that because it, the, the, there's no sympathy there. If, if people already know that she has a title and she's, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's that under the giant Hulk Hogan thing where WrestleMania three, no one knew that these two have wrestled, you know, a hundred times in, in seven years or something. Um, so that's why that was one of my reasonings of not to do that, um, and and still well, female wrestling. But I'm I'm so happy we have.
0: Uh, we're to gonna we're gonna push people to frank. championship wrestling from Hollywood and, and that sort of thing as well. Like because that because I love that show. You guys just did with Jordan Clearwater. Like I I man I love that guy. Right. Like I'm I'm a right. big fan of that guy, and right. I'm I'm super happy for him, and I want to see more of of him. In, yeah, we yes. had a
4: big creative change, you know, uh, for four or five years, someone else was writing the program. And, excuse me, in the beginning, it was really good. Uh, I thought it was very fresh and whatnot. Now we have a new creative and a new executive producer, Nick Bonano, uh, And so they're taking it in a completely different direction. A uh, uh, direction I want to say. I, I think it feels fresh. I think it's more episodic. And there's a lot more uh, fresher faces on there than you would have seen uh, probably a year or two year and a half ago. Um, it, it's night and day. You know, Ray Roses has always been a main event player to me, uh, but you know, in the past he's kind of just kind of been there. And and it's and it's not for anything else. When we lost Peter Avalon to AEW, that kind of put us in a flux because Peter was a program. Um, and, uh, and so now it's finally on some legs here coming up almost, uh, uh, nine, 10 months with new creative and, and whatnot. And I concentrated more on the, on the prime time show and, and let new people, uh, uh, put some ideas in, uh, between Nico and, and, uh, and Nick and Aaron and whatnot. It's a completely different program.
0: All right, Dave. Well, we won't keep you any longer. People need to check out United Wrestling Network's primetime Live. It's available on Fight TV. You have you have to watch it. We do recaps of every single show. You don't in want to miss out. In demand, Directv too. Yeah, that's true. That is true. We're on and uh,
4: around the world, it's on in Spanish too. If anyone's watching this,
0: and, and 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 I say all that, and we've had people contact us. They're like, "No, I'm watching it on demand," and we're like, "Oh, I didn't. I didn't know." All right. Sorry. And because uh, I, I think the other thing, day, it buddy.
4: was, yeah, <laughs> real TV, I'm not stuck on the internet like all these other places out there that have to be stuck on the internet.
0: Listen, dude, it, that was not a knock. Like if it, if it can't show up on my Roku, I generally don't give a shit. and so like, I don't, I don't care. And so you go find tough. that Rebel
4: new Lucha stuff on Crackle. Enjoy that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is. Uh, good luck, uh, but no, and uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood, which you can watch on the the YouTubes and 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 the uh, fight TV. So and we're checking Three hundred
4: TV out. stations all over I the country. Said, Some are I was about to say that Dave. 300 stations. Station. There's three hundred TV stations. I I have to say that because there ain't nobody else on three hundred TVs. Not even Ring of Honor, and they own the
0: TV stations. That's a good point. That's your man right there, Dave Marquez. Thank Dave, thank you so much for actually coming here to address that. Not a lot of people would do that. And it's a it's a cool thing that you actually hung out with us, and we are forever grateful to you and, and all you've done for this show, man. You you have been the best guy. Well, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. And, uh, at at CWFH Marquez, right there. You can follow that man, and he yes, is putting and out if, you, some-
4: if you're looking for straight wrestling stuff, I'll hold wrestling handles don't if you you don't want to hear my personal opinion on things don't follow he'll throw out some politics so we'll (laughs) dr rob so you've all gotten used to it i don't have to talk politics for at least three years so i'm good he's good man hey hey Hey, mr martin can we get
2: one more look at that beautiful belt
4: absolutely are you kidding
0: me oh let's throw it up i I will say the chat the chat blew up for the belt so
4: we'll start on this i'll tell you a little history about the title if you'd like so Right, Rob Schomberg did the side plates for us. He's a WWE artist. And so there's Ric Flair and Harley Race. And that's the reason nice. they're on there is uh, because I feel that's where television wrestling began. True television wrestling that we know today.
0: Nice. And
4: then when you pull out here, there are the flags. And the reason these flags are represented is because these are countries that I know that I'll go back to and do things in. <laughs> and we'll actually go there. Um the center globe, and you'll notice on all of our belts, we use the same globe. This isn't a traditional globe. This is the Unisphere. And the Unisphere is in Queens, New York. And it's on the site of the 1964-65 World's Fair. Um, and uh, the theme of the fair was uh, peace through understanding. And so I kind of did an anoki thing and kind of threw that in there. Uh, the same thing with these guys. I think they're called uh, the Star Launchers or something. And they're also in Queens at the World's Fair site. Uh, And then when you continue to pan over, you see Colt Cabana and Adam Pearce in the Hollywood ring, because this is where I believe we got our feet and started our wrestling television. So that is the United Wrestling Network World Championship.
0: Folks, you are not going to get a better detail of... I, I mean, you you have to be a part of this show to see that sort of thing. And, and my God, Dave Marquez, I mean, I, you're laughing it off, Dave, but this is cool stuff that these people appreciate. And uh, despite the discussion on fans, I mean, these kind of fans appreciate a beautiful belt like that. They appreciate the kind of thought that was put behind it. Rob, I know you got something else to say. Go ahead. And put oh, it I in there
2: say, man. I, I, love, I love i love you dave and i and and i appreciate the discussion you're always very um uh considerate and uh willing to engage and i appreciate uh you showing us the championship belt man and wherever we see eye to eye or not man you know we we have uh the highest regard for you and for what you've done for pro wrestling and uh and that's not going to change for
4: anything well thank you i appreciate it
0: all right, Dave. Thank you so much. Take care of that dog, Dave. You got. You I don't got know what the man. hell his problem is. He's eaten. He's
4: walked. He's been in the back. I told him. He just wants me. And then watch. I'll try to get him, and he won't let me. Here, come here. <laughs> he was raised by wrestlers, and he acts like wrestlers. He's a tough guy, but the moment you try to do something for him or with him, like he's like, oh no, what do you? What? You're gonna take. You're gonna take more money out of my pocket. What?
0: No, oh, that's that's that sounds <laughs> accurate. That sounds like when I tried to throw together these shows. Uh, <laughs> thank thank you so much, Dave. We appreciate you. We are eternally grateful to you. And like the the chats blowing up, they love the belt. We are excited to see what happens with the United Wrestling Network World Heavyweight Ch- or World Championship. I guess as Rob Bye. keeps saying it's open with. Open wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you are.
4: Yeah, I've been waiting nine years for this damn thing to be crowned, in. and now, and now people's noses are falling off and stuff. We got well, listen, waiting. people
0: not not everybody's going to come into a direct attack from the doc Rob Stinson about his comments on Facebook. And Dave Marquez <laughs> showed up. <laughs> Here he is, and he addressed it. I think we're all cool now. So we appreciate that, Dave. Uh-huh. You have a good rest of your evening, sir, and and we. Again, we're eternally grateful. Okay. All right. So Dave Marquez, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Marquez was here and he is the man. We, we love what that guy does. And uh, I'm sorry for those of you who are showing up late and you missed that conversation because it was fantastic. Like I loved, I loved this talk. Rob, you, you did well, buddy. You did. You, you, you maintained your cool. You talked to the. You talked to the man, and uh, and you guys obviously had a difference of opinion, but you had a legitimate, uh, I think, discussion, a powerful discussion, and, and it was uh, an excellent debate. The kind of things people need to see: different points of view, batting back and forth to each other, nobody getting to be to the point that they're a shithead. It's, it's it's exactly what it should be.
2: That was fun, man. Again, again, I mean, <laughs>
1: what? Man? Rob, your laugh—you just a little bit. <laughs> it got
0: a little creepy, didn't
1: it? <laughs> it's like a little bit. You laughed a little bit too long. I don't know what it
2: was. Oh man,
3: we're
2: talking about Dave Marquez here, man, and uh, he—he's outspoken. You know, the, he, he's outspoken. He is. That's part of. The, that's part of who he is. That's part of his charm. That's part of why we like him. That's part of why he's revolting at sometimes, but he no one no one and I revolting
3: I,
0: that is a- it.
2: I'm I'm using the hyperbole here. This okay. is a guy whose whose name is etched in pro wrestling history. He is intrinsically connected to the NWA, the greatest uh pro wrestling entity of all time, as you always say, Gary. And he's someone that must be listened to. And I understand what he's saying. I get where he's coming from. I guess my whole point was you know, we're, we're talking about. I think we're, we're we're mixing concepts here. We're talking about what's what's easier versus what's better. It's easier for fans not to be there, but it's better for fans to be there. That's where I'm going to leave it at.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a tough thing. Uh All right, so we we've only got a few minutes left to go. Uh The. You know, the putting it over stuff, I'm going to throw uh, to you, Rob, like uh, we're, we're going to jump in there that we, we knew if we got lucky enough to have a guest like Dave Marquez, which is an off the cuff thing uh, that we can't always expect. But uh, Dave Marquez was willing to join us. Uh, so here we are, Rob. Go ahead and put it over. <laughs> I love it, man. I know you got something positive to talk about, buddy. What do, it's what do all you? Something
2: positive, man. It's been a great show. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna hear what I'm gonna put over. Okay, we had a. We 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 just watched Survivor Series. We saw the last official WWE in ring appearance of an active Undertaker. Right? Did we not? Supposedly,
0: yeah. I and mean, that's what he said.
2: Here's what I'm gonna put over. I'm I'm going to shock you all, because I'm about to put over something WWE did.
0: All
1: right,
2: I'm listening. I'm talking about none other than the Broken Skull Sessions, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Undertaker. This Joker is about two hours long. You want to see The Undertaker, like, peeled back, unclothed, bare for the whole world to see. Right, look right into the man's soul, right into every nook and cranny and crevice. That's what you're about to see. I love this. I, I, don't, love, I, I don't know that I want to see that, Rob. <laughs> oh, you do. You do. My wife is not even a ro- wrestling fan. She she indulges us. She indulges the trio. She indulges the NWA. She got a little crush on all this. I ain't gonna lie. But
1: well, so do she, you. <laughs> It Brings y'all together.
0: Yeah. The hard part about your relationship with all this is he's gotta like dodge the uh weird threesome you're always constantly trying to throw at him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway,
0: no, he, he left he way way long true. <laughs> I know he too long. <laughs> Let's make <go, wait>. <laughs> it happen, baby. I'm like <laughs> oh Jesus. All right. All right. All watch right. this
2: whole thing, man. It's a it's close to it's a little over two hours long. I'm not gonna lie, but it doesn't feel like it. If you haven't seen it yet, watch it
0: on This is
2: episode four.
0: And I keep seeing it pop up. You gotta watch out. it, man. I want to see it. I'm interested. Uh, it's weird, Undertaker, throwing up in these things. I don't know if I'm ready yet to accept it. Uh I'm gonna jump in here with my uh put it over. And that's going to be the Roman Reigns story. I hate to go like all WWE on you guys that are sticking around with us right now. But like if I could just say that I think uh, Roman Reigns has legitimately one of the best stories in wrestling right now. And I would not say that if I didn't 100% believe it. Um, I said on our last show, I believe... I talked a little bit about how, like, I always wanted Roman to turn heel. Everybody wanted Roman to turn heel. I don't think any of us believed that Roman turning heel would legitimately turn him into one of the best heels we've seen in the past 10 to 15 years. Roman Reigns is the real deal. He is good. He's good in the ring. He's fun to watch. And the way that he carries himself, especially with Paul Heyman at his side, it is freaking fantastic. That depth of character that he portrays on screen, including this past week on uh, uh, on Primetime Live, on Friday Night Smackdown. I wish he'd show up on Primetime Live, but on Friday Night Smackdown, he was there and uh, that conversation he had with Jey Uso where they talked about survivor series. And he was having this discussion about like, how do your kids look at you? Because you don't look at me in the back, like some bitch just sitting around waiting for a payday, just trying to have a good time. Just hoping I get called up. You look at me like a man who's earning his paycheck, who's earning titles like you. That's how you look at me. And uh, he's like, so, why would you want your kids to look at you in any different way? SmackDown, dude, SmackDown was legit. And I, I would not say that. You've heard me talk so much trash about SmackDown. But as far as the Roman Reigns segments, there's no way Vince McMahon's involved. There's no way. I can't believe it. Because this character, the depth of character that Roman Reigns carries, that he's like telling Jay Uso these things, and Jay Uso is like dealing with this like stress. And like snapping, like attacking uh oh god, who, who does he attack? The Otis. Like he he like goes crazy on Otis at one point, later on tries to go crazy on Kevin Owens. Like just that Roman Reigns is telling him is like, do you wanna be a man? Do you want to be respected? Do you want to be a real head of the table? Like this sort of thing that Roman Reigns is carrying, like even watching the monitor in the back and the way Paul Heyman is watching it with him and then looking to Roman Reigns to see how he's going to react. When Kevin Owens turns the tables on Jey Uso and starts beating Jey Uso, It's like, Roman, you want violence? Like I'm here and I'm afraid of no man. I don't bow down to any man including you and Roman's just staring at the screen and Paul Heyman's looking at it. And he's like, this is what you did to your family. Like this is, it's so much good. S- storytelling, storytelling that I have not seen in the WWE for so long. I don't know what happened over on SmackDown. I don't know who gave up the reigns, but there's something happening with that Roman reigns storyline. That's prize fight wrestling. That's good stuff. That's what we want to see out of professional wrestling. And I'm happy to go ahead and announce that WWE's got me on the Roman Reigns storyline. Will, you got something you want to offer on the Put It Over segment.
1: Yeah, well, I hate to spoil the WWE love fest, uh, but I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, this is a little off brand for our show. Uh, I'm going to go a different direction for me uh, this week. I'm going to put over ring of honor. I really uh, with kind of the diversification of our, our show a little bit um, and really, uh, I don't want to say taking the blinders off. We've always kind of paid attention to wrestling in general. Um but I just really had an opportunity this week to, to jump back into uh, some different promotions and just enjoy it and, and watch it. And Ring of Honor was one of those. I was a Ring of Honor fan. Um, you know, that was the first promotion that was non-WWE that I really became a fan of uh, back when Cody was there and uh, things like that. So but i uh, been really focused on. Uh, you know, UWN and NWA exclusively for a while. But jumping back into Ring of Honor, man, I was just blown away at the show this week. I mean, we talked about the EC3-Jay Briscoe match, um, but one of the things we didn't talk about, I think we might have hinted at it last week um, a little bit in one of the shows, but Mike Bennett uh, returned to help out Matt Taven um, in the final match of the night, which was pretty cool. And then they shared an embrace that was just, it was just a really cool moment. I love a big return, a surprise return, especially one that means something. Um, There's obviously some history between these two guys. We had a chance to sit down and talk with Mike Bennett. uh, And he talked a lot about their, their real life friendship that they have. So that was really cool to see. But this, this show, you know, it was an hour long, it was only three matches. But each match, they told a story. So they had video package, they had interviews, they had things like that. And for somebody who has not watched Ring of Honor in months, um, you know, and they've been off the grid, you know, during the pandemic a lot, and uh, to be able to jump back in and to get all this context, I mean, we had the EC3 uh, Jay Briscoe match, we had Jay Lethal versus LSG and a pure rules, uh, pure wrestling, pure title rules, whatever they call it. But they really set up that match really well. Um, and then we had um, the Matt Taven-Bateman match where Mike Bennett returned. Um, and I'll also say, you know, this was really the first time that I really got to see Quinn McKay, who's kind of the MC of, of Ring of Honor programming. And she does, I know, their podcast and does uh, a lot of their interviews on YouTube and stuff like that and she was just killer, man. I mean, she was, you know, we do a lot of putting over of, of commentary uh, and, and interviewers and stuff like that. I mean, she's up there on that list for me after watching Ring of Honor this week. So uh, that was just an awesome, you know, time for me. And, and definitely the highlight of my week in terms of wrestling was getting to, to jump back into Ring of Honor.
0: Hey, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back you up 100% on this, that Ring of Honor is obviously, I mean, Here's the thing. One thing you haven't heard us mention a ton before that we've mentioned on this show is MLW and Ring of Honor. Uh, MLW is doing this Opera Cup, and I think it's a super special event. I think it has a lot of potential. And Ring of Honor offers some excellent talent participating uh, in, in competitive prize fight matches. I think that it's worth your time to consider checking them out. If you got some spare time, listen, we know there's a lot of wrestling. We're here to help you along and tell you the important things. But in Ring of Honor, we've already mentioned right now, I think on this show two things, right? The Jay Briscoe EC3 match, we've also mentioned Mike Bennett's return to help out Matt Taven, and that was a big deal. And uh and it, it felt like a big deal. And as we'll mention, it felt like a big deal. Even if you weren't super familiar with Ring of Honor and the history of Ring of Honor, they did an excellent job throughout the show building up this event. And that they and, and once it happened that Mike Bennett was there. Sure, maybe there was a part of it that we got out of Primetime Live and, and the challenge with the Nick Aldis and stuff, but you really appreciated. Mike Bennett showing up and assisting Matt Taven at the end there. It was it was something special. It was it was outside of the norm. Uh, so I I can't recommend enough checking out Ring of Honor and MLW if you can. Both those shows are easy to access. They're free on like Fight TV or MLW's on YouTube. You should definitely and-
1: and they're like an hour each. Like it's yeah, not each, yeah, time investment. I mean, it's probably the smallest time investment of any of the promotions. If you want to jump in and and check it out, I mean, uh, Ring of Honor is free on Fight TV. You can pull it up on your phone, you know, while you're waiting somewhere and just check it out. It's definitely worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. They're an hour each. It's uh, it's it's not a lot of commitment for you to just, uh, at least, if nothing else, skim through it. Pay attention to the storylines. I think you're going to get drawn in by Ring of Honor and MLW and what they're trying to do right now. Now, we're excited about what's upcoming in the week. Uh, if if I could, I'll just say it. Like, obviously, we're going to show back up on Monday to hang out with you guys. Raw are all Wednesday. Had, or, Yeah, I don't know why all I said right. Monday. Sorry. So sorry. Thank you, Will. That's why I'm here.
1: So I'm here to correct you.
0: <laughs> we're gonna show back up on a wednesday
3: uh don't we get a,
2: no. we get a screen for this
0: <laughs> no rob what are you talking about
2: don't we got something we, we, we're about to do a. a...
0: oh god dang that we had a graphic for it look at that beauty uh so book it this is what's coming up between now and our next show which is going to be on a wednesday night at 6 p.m you gotta check it out on monday night you got obviously you got monday night raw you know you have to look at that i mean the big moments are randy orton's going to appear on a moment of bliss uh the other previewed matches are there is a triple threat number one contenders match keith lee versus riddle versus aj styles and uh, you know nothing announced, but probably expected. You're going to see some stuff following up between Adam Pierce and Braun Strowman. We got to give props to our boy Adam Pierce. He's a former NWA champion. You know we'll always love him. He's taking a prominent role, a prominent role over on Monday Night Raw, and we we certainly have to respect that. Uh, The Hurt Business, uh, they've also got some issues with The New Day. Also got some issues with Riddle, which isn't a stupid segment I saw, but but we'll not dwell on that for now. Uh, Tuesday night, you've got The debut of NWA Shockwave, whatever that is. I mean, the uh, preview I've got here says NWA Shockwave will feature exclusive content and brand new matches every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. It will be presented in collaboration with United Wrestling Network, Primetime Live, and Thunder Studios. Fans interested in viewing the show one day early can get access by supporting the NWA on Patreon, if you didn't know that already. And talent advertised includes Nick called us, Thunder Rosa, Eli Drake, Aaron Stevens, Camille, and more. I can tell you that's a generic press release because uh I don't think everybody it's knows. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, I don't think everybody... A W A still pulling some stuff together. We love them, but they're still pulling it together. A E W did already go ahead and release. God bless them. I mean, A E W. That's my God bless them for the week. A E W
1: hit the hit the screen. Uh, we we gotta, I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna make you a little a little a little you know bumper I mean? video for God we bless them. God bless them with, with Gary. God Are bless like Gary. Him. <laughs> <in there? laughs> Gary's God bless them. It's uh, a
0: is <laughs> for A E W dark you actually has released the full card for December 1st. You want to Amazing. know happening? Imagine uh, that. I know it's so stupid. Uh, AEW Dark released the uh, full card and uh it features 17 pounds. <laughs> I just can't even. Like that blows my that's, mind. Like even outside that's of several matches. Yeah, it's, it's multiple matches. Uh <laughs> So here they are. Tesha Price versus Shada, Adam Priest, and Shad Mulata versus. He's the going Bat- to 17. Yeah, I'm doing He's it. He's going
1: right to say here. them all. He's going to say Ryan them all.
0: Danny Limelight. Danny Limelight's on there versus Brandon Cutler. Dark Order versus Baron Black and Fuego del Sol, Leva Bates and Alex Gracia. Backside. side and aaron solo ktv versus sean spears angel fashion vsk and sean donovan versus the gun club george south jr and bobby wayward versus the acclaimed dark order versus jurassic express and sunny wait oh it's just like a three-way tag man uh, you yeah, know whatever yeah. anyway jurassic express sunny kiss and joey janelle are in that john cruz peter Avalite, kylan king catalina perez Lindsay snow versus evelyse that's happening lindsey Snow, the american kaiju Liz- lady frost versus red velvet chaos project and alex chamberlain versus wait you know what i don't i don't know ricky starks is in action too impact wrestling is happening that's a thing that's occurring uh willie max taking on chris bay and of course UWN Primetime Live is also on Tuesday night. It's the United Wrestling Television Championship match. Levi Shapiro versus Anthony Idol. You're also going to get a chance to see Slice Boogie in his Mets pants take on Davey Boy Smith Jr. And you're also going to get Heather Monroe versus C.C. Chanel. Probably... Yeah, probably so much more. Um, I, I will. I won't delve into any deeper than that because we're going to be back on Wednesday at six. So we'll tell you all about AEW and NXT for the week leading into it. Um, what else? What else do we have? False count anywhere? That was going to be the uh, show like, the people telling you stuff from the chat. <laughs> I don't know. All right whiskey gary is done whiskey gary is set. (laughs) (laughs) sounds like he's just getting started (laughs) whiskey gary Gary could be just getting started but uh i'm gonna make a
1: whiskey gary i'm gonna make a whiskey gary bumper video too that'll be good
0: yeah you you should um somebody
1: knows when he gets here
0: yeah he's here (laughs) uh there's a lot of wrestling a lot of great wrestling i think we previewed it up until through tuesday night there's a lot of stuff you know we're going to be tuning in to uwn primetime live we're going to be watching AEW dark you know we're going to be watching nwa shockwave you know we'll hit you up for better or worse with what happened on wwe monday night raw we'll be showing back up on wednesday at 6 p.m guys what what do you have anything else to add to the people, Rob? You, you look yeah, like you're
2: yeah, 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 I'm over here like, hey, man.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, shut up for a second.
1: Let me talk. you got to raise your hand.
2: I just love the irony of it, man. Like normally, normally this, you know, about 40, 25 minutes ago, we'd have thrown to the chat. But because we have Dave Marquez on, we're cutting the fans out. <laughs>
0: god <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marquez don't give a shit about no fans.
2: Nah, he does. He loves the fans, man. But normally, just so you know, guys, um, our typical format on Sunday night is the last 20 to 30 minutes is going to be engaging the chat. We, we felt like it was important to have Marquez on tonight to address that comment. Uh, obviously, every Sunday it's not going to be like that. But uh, j- just so you know, it's not because we're disregarding the – uh, I'm reading all the comments, and I've tried to to, to jump in every once in a while. But uh, you guys, uh, you know, don't 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 give up on us. We're we're gonna draw you guys down on future shows.
0: No, no, no. Listen, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, we appreciate and love and support every single one of you people who love and support us. Like you guys have been fantastic. The chat is awesome as always. We want to make sure to include you. We're gonna have a section called like literally like we 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 have a whole section called Which is, it's all gonna be about you guys. <laughs> you guys in the chat. It's gonna be dealing with you. I mean the, the trouble with it was this week is that to give him props Rob had a Bariat segment that directly uh, for lack of a better word attacked Dave Marquez or at least <laughs> <laughs> It featured Dave Marquez. It directly addressed a point of Dave Marquez. I reached out to Dave Marquez and said, hey, do you have a comment on this? And he said he would rather show up and directly address all of you people and talk to you and be part of the conversation with you. That's a bigger man than most. Uh, Most people would not do that. Most people don't want to be a part of that discussion. Most people just want to say what they say and move on and they don't give a shit what you think. Dave Marquez did, and so here he was tonight, addressing the fans and going head to head with the doc Rob Stinson, discussing his comments on fans participating, and uh, there there you go. So I I I can't you know at the end of the day, no matter what we think, I can't say enough nice things about Dave Marquez. He didn't have to be here tonight, and he did do it. He showed up. He he showed he appreciates our show enough that that he. He wanted to be a part of it and thought it was worth his time to discuss it here live.
1: Yeah, and just to reiterate, uh, as as we're closing up, stay tuned to, to social media, Twitter, things like that. We're we're gonna we're gonna be trying to be more interactive throughout the week as well. Um, give you guys throwing some polls out there and getting some interaction. Probably putting out some hashtags um, that you guys can use to ask us questions or point us to matches or promotions that you want us to talk about uh, and just kind of enrich, continue to enrich uh, the pro wrestling f- uh, community on, on social media throughout the week. So not just when we're on here streaming, trying to trying to kind of reignite everyone on Twitter. Well, we're
2: saying now pound signs. That's what the kids are saying.
1: Yeah.
0: Nobody's saying yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, let, yeah. but, but to, to Will's yeah. point, I mean, a great thing to, 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 tackle really quick would be that if you are following along with us on social media anytime you see a match you love or whatever we're super interactive dm us hit us up like you gotta check this match out you gotta see this thing on wrestling whatever stands out to you in professional wrestling try to think of it as if we're going to make this a welcome community to you all who I know a lot of you all are fans of professional wrestling already, and you have the context of like years and years of pro wrestling, but if you want people to love the thing that you love, the trick is, is what we believe. I think I can speak for us definitively. We think that, We've got to welcome in a new a new side of professional wrestling. People that don't have all the history but would love to be a part of the conversation. And all you've got to do is work your hardest to make them a part of the conversation. So send us all of the stuff you see during the week. DM us. Email us at bwapod at gmail.com. We're probably going to be changing that because we're this is pro wrestling but all of this stuff dm us hit us up individually you have all of our stuff at this is gary horde at this is dr stinson at hey it's will you can see all the things hit us with all of the stuff you think is valuable information particularly great things that are happening in the professional wrestling world this week coming up we're starting over on monday so hit us with it tell us what we should look at Tell us what we should pay attention to. Tell us what you think is worth someone new jumping into professional wrestling. Like, What what should they see to be part of the conversation? That's the trick, I think. And uh, you tell us all of that. I promise you, we're taking it all into consideration. Let's make this a community that is the biggest, best wrestling community that there is on the planet today. A planet... A, a group of people that love professional wrestling and just want it to succeed and be better. Uh, guys, do you, do you have anything else you want to offer to that?
1: No, nope, you said it all, man. Yep.
2: Yeah, just, uh, yeah. What Everything Gary said, also, you know, you got our, our brothers out there at Nation Show and J Cal and uh, uh, the Alliance blog, RJ. Uh, we're all part of the same team. So make sure you're giving them love as well. We're all in this fight together,
0: man. We're in it, and we're going to do it, and we're going to make professional wrestling the hottest thing in pop culture again. I feel it. I feel we can do it. We can break people back in. We're Our target is not the people that are arguing about NXT versus AEW. Our people are the people that are arguing about, like, I just love to get back in pro wrestling, but I'm so lost. We can help them. We can make this happen. Let's contribute to a show that tells everyone what the important parts of professional wrestling are. We've well, got ideas how to hook people up for the history of professional wrestling. That's coming. I promise you, that's coming. So stick with us. And uh, everything else, it involves you. Thank you so much for listening. At this is Gary Horde. At this is Dr. Stinson. At hey, Will. The show right now is at the NWA pod. We appreciate you. You are the best community okay. I've ever asked for. Also,
2: let me let me say, uh, James Lawrence points out the Ten Pounds of Gold National Wrestling Alliance Fan Club on Facebook is amazing. If you want a history on belts, uh, it is phenomenal. Please follow this guy. He's, he's NWA fam. He's this joke is the real deal. Watch that joke.
0: Look, James Lawrence's uh, Ten Pounds of Gold National Wrestling Alliance Fan Club. I mean, you know, it's the official, unofficial, official. Facebook group of this podcast. Like that that's where we're at. That's where we care about. James Lawrence is holding it down over there on Facebook, and that's where we want to target. You guys show up there. If you're on Facebook and you're not part of that group, you're missing out. Go over there, do that. Rep the show. And God, we love you guys. I can't tell you how much we love you guys. I think we're on to something huge here. I, I'm feeling it. I feel excited. I think this is pro wrestling and we're going to revamp pro wrestling for an entire new generation. I think we're like you, you right now watching this, you're on the cusp huh. of making that happen. We're, we're going to do it, but everybody's got to go to bed. I'll shut up talking. There's plenty more to come. I promise you there's going to be like daily shit by the time we're done with this. But until then, you guys. Enjoy your gravy cake.